V-O-P-P, the greatest podcast in the galaxy. We are back at it again. The OPP, greatest podcast in the galaxy. This is episode four, ladies and gentlemen. And my special guest today is my sister, Priscilla Davies. She is an actor, and she's been living and working out of Los Angeles for the past 10 plus years. Today we talk about what the process was like, the mindset, the feelings, the mentality of going from a regular working schlub like the rest of us in New Jersey to making that realization that, you know what, this whole thing is not for me and I want to do something radically different from what I've been doing before. I hope you guys really enjoy this this pod. It was a lot of fun and uh, again, allow me to introduce to you guys my sister, Priscilla Cecile Davies. All right. So you yeah, you said you said I was just thinking about you and it made me think of something uh, about uh our Haitian background and how you know there's there's always like stuff that is seen and stuff that is unseen, right? There's like the the woo-woo. It's not like um it's not built in science or any, anything. You can't you can't run an experiment and quantify it. But so from your perspective, what's the most woo-woo thing that's ever happened to you? Oh my god. Jeez. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I have so I've had so many woo-woo, so many woo-woo thing, you know? So many. Um, but I would say, okay, this is a good one. So I got a spiritual cleanse from this spirit lady. Before you go on, before you go on, so just to let the listeners know, this is the first recording that we have done where the person is not sitting like two feet away from me with a cheap lapel mic on. This is being done. I'm in New Jersey right now. My sister is all the way in California. So God bless you. Holla. <laughs> and as she's in California, they do things like spiritual cleanses. All day, every day. Every day. <laughs> so I get so I get this spiritual cleanse and um, um like what's so what's this what's a spiritual cleanse, first of all? Oh, right, 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 right. East Coasters, I get it. Okay, um, no. Uh, so spiritual cleanse is just like, well, what this girl did, I don't know, it's basically it's like someone has access to the other world, I guess you could call it, and so the spirit world. And so they're able to like, she's able to like go, go in and like see things that are afflicting you spiritually and then like remove okay. those things. And so she like did this whole thing on me. And so like, she like writes, writes it all out. Right. And then like sends it to you via email and you read this whole thing. And so, you know, she's reading, she's telling, you know, she tells me, Oh, I saw this, I saw that. And I did this and then blah, blah, blah. blah. So then in the, okay. So before you, before you go on, what's like the setup for all this stuff? Is it like, do you have to take off all your clothes and does she like slather you in like baby oil? Okay. No, Okay. (laughs) no, this one, (laughs) no. Uh, things like that do happen, but not not this one. <laughs> no, uh, not that day. No, actually, ironically, speaking of the devil, she did it remotely, just like what we're doing here. Ah, yes. okay. The spirit realm can be, you know, uh, arrived at it. From- There's no time, no space. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah, need, yeah. Don't need 
you know, anyway, so, and she, I think she actually was in New York as a matter of fact. Um, so, so yeah, so she just does her work. Like she does her work and then she lets you know when she's done it. And so, and it's funny because I had like, I was feeling some type of way that day. And I was like, you know, but the thing is she she said to me, she was like, you know, I'm going on, I'm going on vacation. So I might, usually I get to this faster, but it's going to take me a little bit more time. And so she's like, so I was just like not expecting to hear anything. And so she actually got to it sooner than I thought she would. And I, and I, that day I remember like feeling something and just feeling some type of way, you know? And then, and I, and I had a thought, I was like, oh, I wonder if, uh, if, you know, my girl did this, the cleanse. And then I just kind of threw it away and I was like, oh no, like, you know, she said she's going on vacation. And then that day I checked my email and she sends me the email saying, Hey, I got to your cleanse. I did it. You know? So yeah. Mm. So I, cause I, I, if I remember this is years ago, but if I remember correctly, you, you feel a little like agitated and irritated cause she's kind of like brought stuff up, you know? And so, okay. so anyway, so I get the woo woo part is I, I read the whole thing. And then at the end she, she gives you like, she tells you like, these are your like spirit animals and then your guides or whatever. And she said like my spirit animals were, I forgot. It was like a snake, something else. And then it was a dove. And so she, and she has like this whole like explanation of like what that means. And like basically saying like, you know, you can like look to these animals cause that's the spirit that like, they are spirit guides for you. And so I was like, so I'm like okay. thinking about it and I'm like sitting, I'm like, Oh, okay. 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 Dove. Okay. You know? Okay. <laughs> and so I'm thinking about it, whatever. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. You know? And I'm just like processing it. And I get up, I, I think I have to like blow my nose or something. I get up to go blow my nose. I go to my room and I'm like in my room, blow my nose. And I look out the window and like across the street, like at like down the block, I see these two people walking down the street, carrying doves. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, what? Like, what? Like, I was, it was so weird. It was the weirdest thing. It was crazy. And I was like, that's so crazy. I had just finished reading about my spirit dove. Like, like, let's be real. How often do you even see doves in real life? That's true. That's true. And then then for just random people to be walking down the street carrying them, like, as if it's a normal day. Like, you're not, are you on your way to a funeral? Are you? Where are you magic, going? Show. <laughs> magic show. Magic show. Going to a magic show? Two magicians walking down the street. <laughs> I mean, they had to be. I mean, so, um, yeah, so that, that was, that's, like, one a, a, a woo-woo moment that I definitely, you know, can think back on. Wow. So I always, I, I always wonder why, what attracts you to, to the woo woo? What attracts you to, to meeting with psychics and, uh, meeting with, uh, spiritual cleansers and, uh, parties in the I, desert or whatever? Well, I mean, I, I'm a Hitchin girl. You know yeah, I mean? true. Women, women, girl. My dad is an, I'm, I'm African also, you know? <laughs> Um, you know, I did, you, you know, you know, when me and Lizbeth did that voodoo ceremony in Haiti, so. <laughs> nope. I do not. I honestly do not know this. I told you that the fake thing we did to protect mom's house. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm going to laugh and I'm not going to laugh because, you know, my wife is, is Indian, South Indian, right. right? So I know we have some, some of my buddies that are listening right now are Indian. So you, you guys, you guys will take a coconut very quickly and crack it over a doorway. So, you gotta do it so. You gotta do it 
but I, no, I didn't know about this ceremony. What, what was the ceremony? You're protecting her house. Oh God. So we went, you know, we went to Haiti with mom and yep. you know, this is like right when her house was being built and like whatever. And you know, you know, her cousins are just hot messes, mess, mess, mess. Yep. Right. Yep. And so like, I just was getting like, this was the time that we went when the dude like took the machete and like cut the thing cut the water pipe like it was just like drama oh yes yeah you know yes. like it was like drama and so i just was like rosaline why do you want to live amongst these people and you know it, it's too little too late the house is already up you know what i mean so, <laughs> so i was like okay shandy i just i was feeling some type of way i just don't i don't like the way and i still feel this way you know like i don't like the way these 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 folks mess with mom you know and so, yeah, yeah. and so like so taking like, advantage, yeah. taking advantage, taking advantage, taking yeah. advantage, but also stressing her out. And like, and then, yeah. like, you know, some shade, like there's a little, there's some shadiness, not all of them, but some of them are shady and like, yeah. you know, dangerous. You know what I mean? Like some of the stories that I've heard. So <laughs> for real. And so like, so I was like, you know what? Let's, I just don't, I want to feel some kind of safe. Like I want to feel some peace of mind when I go back to America and mom comes here. So like, let's put a little, I was like, let's just. I don't know where this came from, but I just decided with Lizbeth to like do a fake voodoo ceremony on the house in front of everybody, you know? So, because you know, they believe in that stuff. And so. Right. Oh, it was a <laughs> fake ceremony. So you didn't get a priest and everything. I, I got you. Priest, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So me, so me this game. And so we, we send the little, these little cousins, like little, like seven-year-olds down to, as they call Nabuk, the Nabuk which is like the, the center of the town square. And they, we sent them to get us some candles and some like water and stuff, just weird stuff. And so right. we like make up this whole, like made it up on the spot. And so we just like, you know, it's the middle of the day, everybody's just chilling. And I don't know if you've been there, but it's like mom's house. And then there's a bunch never, of houses. Never been there. Uh, you haven't been to Sodom? No, 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 no. Oh, so it's like, it's like a compound, if you will. Okay. So it's like, there's just like, cause there's like a bunch of house. It's like a bunch of little houses next to each other. So it's okay, like, so, right for, yeah. so for the listeners, like, uh, the, the main city is, uh, Port-au-Prince and Port-au-Prince is like in the center, isn't it? I, if I remember um, correctly. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like the U, the U part, right? Yes. Like, yes. And mom, where she, where she grew up, where, well, where, I think where she was born, but she didn't really grow up there, born. right? No, yeah, she, she yeah, but her mother's from there. So my grandmother, our grandmother's from there. It's up in the mountains, and it's kind of remote. So all the stuff that happened in Haiti with the earthquakes and all the the madness and FEMA, et cetera. I don't know if it's FEMA. I'm just saying, you know, um, <laughs> UNICEF or whoever. Yeah, yeah. NASA, all that stuff that was happening. Just throw it at them. Yep, yep. All that stuff that was happening in in the major city with I don't know, it's like an overcrowded major city, too many people. It really wasn't happening up in the mountains. No. It, that 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 area was completely untouched. For the, for most, the most part. part. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, so we like oh yeah, so the point being that like, you know, it's just like compound and so so you can like people there's always someone around. Like you sit on your porch, you're looking at four houses right across the way, like everybody's in everybody's like you know, business, you know? And so yep. I know that people are going to, there's always people out. So people are going to see this. So me and Lizbeth, <laughs> we just like quietly, you know, go up to the house and like, and you know, in the corner of our eyes, you see, you know, everybody, you know, it's like the little, the ears are going up. Like what, what's going on over there? Right. You know? 
And so we like, we, so this is what we did. We, I had Lizbeth, we both lit candles. And <laughs> oh my like, God. This was, it was so, I'm so it was, embarrassed right now. We couldn't even keep this straight. I'm so embarrassed. It was like, I never edit kidding. these podcasts. I might have to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> So we literally like we start on the porch and I take I take a sip of the water. Let's I take a sip of the water. We spit the water on the porch. Oh my god! <laughs> then we go to like the corners of the of the house. So we start. I don't know. I guess it's the north corner. Who knows? I start. We start in one corner and Lizbeth stands. Lizbeth, oh my god, Lizbeth stands behind me. I like so we're like single file facing the the house, the corner. And our candles are lit. We say some garbage that doesn't mean anything. We do three bows. I'm sweating under my arms right now. <laughs> and then she walks around me. She does three circles around me. She stands behind me and we do three bows. And then we move on to the next corner. But then, of course, like, as this is going on, like, we have to, like, hide because we're literally cracking up. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. We got to get in the, you know? And so... And then, like, so you see, you know, the neighbors, because there's also on the other side of the house are neighbors, you know? Right. So we've got the neighbors on the one side and the families on this side. And so it starts with, like, you know, one kid, two kids, three, all of a sudden, like, a couple adults. Like, people are starting to, like, you know, what's going on? What's going Congregate, on? Congregate, yep. What's happening, you know? Like, what are they doing? You know, we don't say anything. And, you know, and, of course, mom just has to throw fire onto it. So you know we have you know we have the cousin who's a ugon, which is you know for your listeners. Yeah, yeah. For your listeners, ugon is, is the Creole word to say like, what would you call it? Like a voodoo, well, voodoo priest. A voodoo, yeah, voodoo priest. priest. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So so we have our cousin. Um, what was his name? Oh man, it's a good name. I can't remember. Uh, it'll come to me. <laughs> it's not the same name as Lizbeth's boyfriend, is it? <laughs> no, what's name? You said it was a good name. <laughs> that guy's name. I can't oh, remember yeah. right now, but it's like. Zandale, Zandale, yes. No, this. Is- Zand- I, yo, I was hanging out in Vegas this weekend at the Zandale <laughs> Bay. It was bananas. <laughs> Literally, yeah. There's uh, yeah. I can't remember this dude's name, but uh, he was. It's like Fuetly or something. Anyway, so he, so he's like, you know, he's an Ugon. So they all go running to him, like, what are yeah. they doing? What are they doing? And so he comes like out running, like, like to see what's up, you know. And they're yeah. all like, there's pure consternation on everybody's face. And so, and of course, you know, mom, you know, for, I was like, mom, you know, like, we're just trying to do this for you just to put a little seed in their head. Like, let's not make a big deal about this. But of course mm-hmm. she goes, to, you know, he comes to her and he's like, you know, what's going on? She's like, oh, you can't go there. You, can, you can't go there right now. You know, so you can't go. You, I, I can't go. I'm hitching. <laughs> you know, she's like, they're doing, they're do, she goes, you know, they're doing voodoo. They're doing, they're doing voodoo, but they're doing their effort, the father's voodoo from Africa. She tells him this. Oh my god! Yeah, she tells him this whole thing, and she's like, "I can't even go on there. If I go, I can't because I'm Haitian." <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that worked them up into a real frenzy, you know. And they're like, it really turned into drama. Like he like got all upset, and he's like huffing, and you know, me and Lizbeth are just doing our bows and you know, spitting our water, doing our bows, you know. And nobody's everybody's scared to like get on the patio, on you know, on the porch, like. Nobody wants to get, and so like it was just so it was just drama. Like the guy got all upset, and then like, but then it was over, and you know, it's four years later, the house is still there. Four, <laughs> 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 well, now it's like seven or eight. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow, that's crazy. We went down the woo woo avenue. That's so ill. Yes. That's so ill. Actually, let me give you my one of my woo woo stories. Yes. So, you know my buddy Lou. Um, Lou and I. Lou's a friend of mine from high school. Uh, we played tennis together. He was my uh, doubles partner in high school. And also, we my stayed boss. friends. Actually. We, Yes, for a little bit. Also your boss. We actually just went to the U.S. Open together a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. So one, um, just randomly, one day he calls me. He's like, um, I need you to come to Beth Israel Hospital. My mom, um, she just kind of fell sick um, out of the blue. And uh, can you just come hang out with me and, and just uh, pay her a visit? So I went over there. Uh, that day, I think it was the next day I went over, paid her a visit. I mean, they had shaved her head. I don't know what, I don't remember what exactly happened to her, but, um, something with like her liver, her kidneys basically failed on her. So they brought her to the hospital. I went to visit her. They had shaved her head. They had, she had all these tubes in her. And literally the week before I had seen her up walking, everything was fine. We hung out that day. And then that night, I went home. I was living, uh, actually, I was renting my grandmother's place, the, the first floor of my grandmother's spot. Yeah. And I was there reading, I was reading a book, and I hear this voice. It's like, I can't explain it. It's not, it's not a voice. It's not like if uh, you're talking to somebody in the same room as you. It's like the voice was inside my head, kind of coming out of my head. Mm. And the voice kept on saying over and over, you need to tell Lou, he needs to find the book. He needs to find the book. He needs to. And so I'm not sleeping, right? I'm wide awake. Yeah. I'm completely, you know, I'm not even falling asleep. I'm completely wide awake, very sharp. And I'm hearing this random voice in my head over and over. And it's getting faster and faster. He needs to find a book. He needs to find a book. He needs to find a book. I was like, I got you, dude. I don't know what this is, what, where this is coming from. I hear you. Just to make the voice stop. Wow. I get a call from him the next day. Unfortunately, she passed away. I don't know, like, things happened, her heart stopped, they, they tried to revive her, they couldn't revive her, she passed away. So, and Lou's mom is Jewish, so he's like, we're sitting um, Shiva this week, it was like Thursday, we're sitting Shiva this weekend, so come over on Saturday. And so Shiva is like, um, you go over, you bring food, and you just um, kind of hang out, you know, shoot the shit, and uh, reminisce about. And it's, a, it's just kind of a way for everybody to get together, for this family support each other, and uh, for everybody to spend time with each other. Yeah. Um, before the like funeral and um, and all that stuff. So we're at his house. And it's all of us from, from high school. There's a group of like 10, 20 guys from high school um, that are hanging out. We're at his, he has a big living room, uh, dining room table. We're sitting there. And at one point, we, we were eating our food. And he says, you know, I was really feeling down. And I was sitting in the basement. I'm lying down. And my mom says, to, I hear my mom's voice say to me, Blue, what are you doing? Get up. What are you doing? Stop feeling sad for yourself. Get up. And so the whole time, like on my way there and like getting there and talking to him, I'm like, there's no way I say anything about what happened to me the night before yeah. or two nights before. I'm keeping that to myself. That is craziness. There's no way I share that. So then he says this. I'm like, okay, there's the sign. So then just out of, out of luck, everybody steps out of the room and it's just me and him. And I'm looking at him. I was like, I got to tell you something. I heard a voice and I'm thinking it was your mother. And she said to me, you got to find the book. 
And he looks at me like there was no like, I don't believe you or anything. He just looked at me and he was like, okay. And then like a week later, he calls me up. He's like, we're going through mom's stuff. And my sister Stella is in the attic. And she's like, Lou, there's this book with your name on it. You got to check it out. And it's like a book that his mother put together because, again, we played tennis. And she had like, it was like a scrapbook of all of his tennis achievements. And like a few of the pages were like him and me playing together, like Davies and Costelli win all area awards, all that stuff. (laughs) So I don't know if it's woo-woo. I don't know if it was coincidence, but that's my story. crazy. Yeah, bananas. That was the first time and the last time that ever happened to me. Crazy. So. I've never I don't I don't think anything like that's ever happened to me before, but that's really crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean there's stuff yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. You you got one. Once and after a, a classmate of mine died like a few years ago. Well probably like six years ago too. Um and I had this dream and I can't remember it clearly, but because I had never dreamt about this girl. And she comes yep. in a dream and she's like and I'm like, you know, and I, I'm a pretty lucid dreamer. And so usually when like uh, mm-hmm. dead people show up in a dream, that usually triggers me to like, like, oh, this is a dream because I know you're dead in real the life. The dream, you know? right. And so I, I yep. remember like having this conversation with her like, oh, yeah. And she said something about tell, tell my mom or something puppet. Yeah, she said, tell my mom the puppet and the raincoat and the yellow raincoat or something like that. And I was like, okay, cool, Whoa. whatever, cool, 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 you know. And then I wake up, and it, it was so, like, crazy, too, because it was a dream in my apartment, and I rarely dream in my actual living space. I usually dream in, like, my childhood mm-hmm. home or just, like, random places. Oh, yeah, always Wachung Avenue, first yeah. home, usually, always. Oh, it's 9 times out of 10 um, uh, Hillside. Hillside Terrace. Just watch yeah, yeah. Like, I'd say, like, it's, like, like 70, 30 Wachung. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I like, you know, and I, you know, I'm like, you know, there's just no same thing. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not hitting this girl's mom up. You know what I mean? After she just (laughs) died, and she died suddenly too, like a heart attack and like, you know, and I'm just like, there's just no way I'm doing this. I'm not doing this. But I just couldn't, I was like, but what if, you know, like that, what if kept hitting me. So I was like, whatever. I was like, screw it. And so I just, I hit her. I did. I DM'd her and I was like, hi, you know, I went to school with, uh, Achille. And, you know, like I had this dream. I was like, listen, I apologize for, you know, like me overstepping my bounds. If this means nothing, whatever, forget it. But just in case it means something to you, this came through. And so I said it, you know, I said this to her and she writes back, she said something about, oh, I got to look that up. Cause there was this puppet that her uncle had that was like something, something, something important about the puppet. And I was like, uh, okay, cool. Great. Oh. Gonna go ahead and not talk wow. to her again though after this, if you don't mind. <laughs> but and she, we're friends on Facebook, so she never got back to me. I don't know if it was, I don't know, I don't know if it was anything. But yeah, yeah. yeah the the fact that it was like a puppet, like who who owns puppets? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> oh so yeah, so I guess that would be my oh closest my thing. But I've never had one of those like experiences where like I hear. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe I'm more visual too, though. I get images more than like. Oh, interesting. That I've never, even on any sort of drugs, I've never had that. <laughs> you know, yeah, I definitely get. I like, yeah, but I'm a, I'm a visual person in general, so like I right. I see pictures in my head all the time of things. Oh, 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 oh. 
and I'm more, that's so funny you say that. I'm more like, uh, I'm more here. So <laughs> I, I said something we didn't speak about on the pod, but uh, with Lizbeth, the one thing that I said was um, afterward was, um, I don't know if you know this, but I've, I've always have like a song playing in my head. Yeah. Like, always. About you. Y- yeah. 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 So, so from the time I was like, um, I think, I remember actually starting this in kindergarten and it wasn't until recently that I realized it was to help me like, um, control, like, uh, for me, like I have a very active mind. So the, the song kind of like levels everything out. I realized recently. So I remember being a little kid, five years old and, um, I don't know what I was thinking about, but it was just like driving me crazy. So I just started, singing the uh, Sesame Street song in my head. It's on my way, everything. Yeah. And then, so that was my song that went through my head um, from the time I was very little. And and now it's just, I mean, since then. So right now I have like um, that Beyonce song in my head. Which crazy one? right now. You love you got me looking so crazy, crazy right, right now. now. Yes. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's always, who knows what it's going to be. But sometimes I'll be like singing something at work. And then I, I look around in five minutes and everybody's singing the song. Wow. I'm like, everybody's got the song in their head. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got something for you. Yes. So I um I asked Lizbeth um a question. My first question to her was, "What do you think my meaning me your brother's experience was growing up?" So I'm gonna ask you, "What do you think my experience was growing up in our house?" Hell. Early on. <laughs> <laughs> Misery. Cold loneliness. Fear. <laughs> <laughs> good food, good food, though. <laughs> Great music, good food, fear. Good food, fear. Lots of fun, only on the fun times. <laughs> Not on the serious times, which is most of the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much. Okay, so now what was... What was your, let's say, what was your experience as a child? What, what, what would you say your experience was? And maybe how did it differ from my experience? Do you think? I think you and I have very dif- dis- uh, uh, similar experiences. I think that we mm-hmm. had very, very similar experiences. And, you know, I think you out of everybody in the, in the world probably understand me the most in terms of like growing up and like, like 512 Hillside Terrace and 212 Wachang Ave. And I forgot the something Stony Hollow Drive. Was that it? Yeah, Stony Hollow Drive. Wow. Yeah. yeah Shout yeah, out yeah. to the Poconos where I never, <laughs> like Lizbeth reminding me where I never went because I was too busy doing exactly. hardcore labor. And uh, <laughs> also, you got kicked out. Don't forget, you got kicked out. <laughs> I got kicked out. Wait, remind me of this. Don't How did I get kicked out? Kick you out of the Poconos one time, like out of the. Oh, that's like, true. That is true. Again. That's true. That's true. And that started the work in the sweatshops and the, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, I think you, I have a very similar experience to you. I think it's, it's a lot of like, I don't know, just hard. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the word. Just hard. You know, I was thinking like, I actually was thinking about, you know, you know, my creative partner, uh, Lacey, who I do improv with yep. and we write together. Mm-hmm. And- We're going to talk about that later. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's about to blow up very soon. Okay. Um. Yeah. So she. So I. Which I, this is what I'm thinking about. So I'm like, you know, I'm like getting on myself, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, Lacey's about to blow up, and she's like got these things going for her, and you know, Lacey's like ten years, nine years younger than me, mm-hmm. and so you know, I'm like getting on myself, and then I had to like check myself, and I was like, you know what, Lacey has supportive ass parents. <laughs> Like, like for real. And I'm like, you know, like she's been doing this since she was like five years old. Like Lacey and I will be sitting down. Like one time we were sitting down with this uh, producer, you know, it's the typical producer question. Like, oh, so what do you, you know, tell me about like your, how you started in comedy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I do my spiel and I'm like, yeah, you know, I started, you know, da, 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 da. And for me, I started at like 23 yeah. or 24 and like Lacey's like, well, I started at five, you know, and I've been doing this since I was five. And, you know, that sounds like my so, tennis and, story. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So like, and I'm so, and I had to, so, you know, going back to like recently, I had to like check myself and I was like, you know, Lacey has supportive parents. Like, you know, her parents support her. They, you know, when she, if she doesn't have, you know, uh, cash to pay, like she, she does a really good job of taking care of herself, right. but if she falls short, her parents will step up and like help her through the, the rough times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't have that luxury. I never had that luxury. And I had to learn everything my damn self, yeah. you know? And I had to literally like, even the acting thing, I had to come to that as an adult. Mm-hmm. I had to learn. I had to, I had to take the classes. I had to ask the questions and I'm still like, that's part of the reason why, you know, it's taking me so long is because I had to make so many goddamn mistakes to get it the right way to, to figure out the right way to do it right. because I didn't have that. And I didn't have, And I also didn't have like, you know, mom and dad to fall back on. Like, you know, so I had to be cautious. You know, that's, that's what I was thinking also, Lacey. I'm like, see, but Lacey, like, she like shoots for the, she hits for the, the, the the stars. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, but I, I can't, I never had the luxury of being like that. I've always had to be cautious because there was never a, I never had a safety. There's no power. I never. Yeah. So it's like, I remember one time talking to mom and I said something like, you know, oh, well, you know, if any, if I ever, like, ha- fell on rough times, like, you would let me, like, come sleep on your couch and stuff, right? She's like, no. She's like, no. And I was like, and, and, I, and it bothered me so much. And, you know, I just let it go, whatever. But I was like, see, this is, I was like, really? You wouldn't let me come and sleep on the couch for, like, three months if I needed to get my life together? Nah, like, are you kidding me? Nah. You know what I mean? Like, get out of here, B. So <laughs> I... Like, I, you know, and so, but that's, but that's what's been instilled. I've known that, that, that was one of, before I moved to LA, right. I, that's when she said that to me, you know? Yep. So, and I've been out here for 10 years. So I've known since I stepped foot in LA that there was never going to be someone to save me. There was never going to be someone, if I screwed up, I was screwed, right. you know? And so I've always had to be cautious and, and tepid <laughs> and like take my time with things. And, and, you know, it's my process, it's my journey. And I, you know, I'm, I'm working on accepting it, you mm-hmm. know, and I trust me, I still have these conversations with myself every goddamn day, yep. but you know, I'm working on accepting it. Um, but there's definitely a part of me that's like, damn, where the hell would I would be, have be right now if mom and dad were supportive of, of my <laughs> Oh, that's a deep question. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to take a little pause here. I'm going to, I'm going to, are we going to commercial break? Yeah, yeah, this, this commercial is brought to you by this, this dope wine that I'm drinking right now. I don't know the name of it, but I've had the whole glass. So what I want to, that's not how you do commercials. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you do the, hit us with the commercial real quick. You, you lost all your sponsorship. Exactly. Right <laughs> so what I want to do is take us back 
to so um, to give a kind of context, you're an actor and you're working out in LA. But what I want to actually do is take take a, take a step back and and talk about the journey getting from here, Jersey, living with our parents, etc., to getting to where you are now. And and part of that is to what's what's really great about what you're doing is that you are doing something that you like that you love right yeah. and there's very few people that have a chance to do that so i want to be able to share the story of um how do you go from doing things that maybe you don't like so much and things that bother you to, to making that transition and, and taking that leap to doing things that that really light you up every day so why don't you know what here's what we'll do because the other thing is too, since we're six years yeah. in age difference, you know. I'm on paper. On paper. No I have like, on paper. Yeah, that's true. It's like five months. You have to ask yeah. what was five years. We'll never X. get a straight answer. Anyway. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Who knows? I could be 47 years old right now and born in the Dominican <laughs> Republic. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Sonona Tavares. Thank you. <laughs> so the other thing is being six years apart. And the same thing that I had with Lizbeth being 12 years apart is I have an understanding of certain areas of your life, but I don't really know certain areas of your life. So this actually also gives me a chance to to dig a little deeper into what was going on in those different time periods in your life. So I want to start with, let's skip, let's skip the beatings and skip oh, some yeah. of the torture. Let me throw these cards away. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need those. Go ahead. <laughs> we are going to skip. Oh, that's so good. We're going to skip to high school. So Oof. Yeah, oh boy, we're going hard. We're going heavy. And yeah, going heavy, but we're, nah, real heavy is like seven years old. So <laughs> now we're in high school. What was your high school experience like? Um, with regard to like my career or just in general? In general, in oh, general. Okay. Um, my high school experience. So for I don't know if the, I I don't know if you had the same experience. I think you probably did, but uh, as I got older, I got less freedom. So, which was like backwards, right? Like the older you get, you're supposed to get like more liberties right. and stuff. So, so the older I got, the less I could do. And so for me, high school is like mm -hmm. the cap of that. So, I mean, when I look back on high school, I just really see it as like a lot of time. It's just, it's just me biding my time. That's really what I kind of see it. Like I, I didn't do anything. Uh -huh. I don't have any, like, I don't have any memorable moments. I mean, I'm sure if I really think about it, but even still, it's like, I just, it, to me, it was like, go to school, come home. That's it. You know, like I couldn't really, I couldn't go out. I right. couldn't do anything. And, you know, yeah. And I, and by that point I had just kind of given up the fight, you know, the, like, I'm going to fight against the system and was like, I'm just going to hold out. Cause I'm going to be 18 at some mm -hmm. point. Actually, I remember you, you saying that to me once, like, yeah, that like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think that, yeah. Like that you, you said oh. something about like, yeah, like I remember, uh, you said something about going to Spain and like the first time you went to Spain, like that you were like dancing in, down the terminal or something like that. Cause you were like free, something like that. Oh, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. Yes. 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 Cause I was in, I was just, it was just, it was just bad. The year was bad and you know, 
you know, our parents are super strict. So there were so many restrictions and I was so tight. So in, in, I ended up making a decision at some point during the year to just to have this like kind of low yeah. um, monotone personality. Right. No, no excitement. Just yes, no for everything. We just go with the flow, complain about nothing, say yes to everything. And I said to myself, once they're going to drop me off at the airport, I'm going to Spain. I'm going to be spending time with my cousins alone, away from everybody. Once I get away from them and I'm out of sight, celebration. So that's that's how I went through the whole basically that whole year. That was my my uh, sophomore year. A whole year yeah. like that, just like it was awful. But as soon as we got, and this was back before 9 yeah. 11, so they could walk you all the way up to the gate. So we walked up to the gate. I was glum all the way. All right, all right, have a good time. Yeah, all right, yeah, see you. I'll see you in two months. Got around that little bend in the, <laughs> in the terminal. terminal. <laughs> I was like, here we go. Exactly. Yeah, I remember you saying that to me at some age. I must have been a teenager as well. And I think you told me that, like, if I remember correctly, I could be making all this up, by the way. But if I remember correctly, like, because honestly, a lot of that time is just kind of blocked out because probably because it's so miserable. For sure. For sure. But I re- yeah, people ask like me, that. yo, people ask me about like junior high. I'm like, I don't even remember going to junior high, kid. I, I like, I, there's so much that I have no memory of, you know? It's so funny. So we're, we're kind of like, we are, um, all right, before we go on, the problem that, the problem that we're having here right now is that, um, we're not going deep enough. So, so when people are listening, they don't understand the magnitude of, um, of our experience so maybe maybe i'm trying to think of how we can share um okay i'll 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 share an i'll share um an experience and um and that will give you a kind of uh a view as to how the first few years of my life were so we're living in this house in uh, west orange new jersey and um i can't remember what exactly i did wrong but uh, for 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 the first couple of years, I must have been like seven, eight at the time. So from let's say from age six to age ten, whenever there was a pun, whenever I did something wrong, this is how my punishment went. My dad would talk to me. We go back and forth about something, and he'd say, "All right, what I need you to do is go down to the basement, pull your pants down, and wait for me." So now. I go down to the basement, which is unfinished, by the way. It's like concrete. There's like water dripping from everywhere. I see like red, red eye. Yeah, there's like rats like staring at me from the corner. I go down. It's dark. It's damp. Nasty ass basement. Pull down my pants. I'm standing there sometimes for 30 seconds, sometimes for 10 minutes, just waiting. Wow. Waiting, no clue. Psychological what, warfare. <laughs> Psychological warfare. Then he would come down, undo his belt, ra 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 ra, <laughs> catch a quick beating, Horrible. and then we keep, <laughs> keep it moving. Yeah, so that was that was my experience. And then you know sometimes it would be, and that, those are bad, right? So typically, mom was the. Um, she was like the first line of defense. So when you did something wrong at home, dad was usually out doing doing his thing somewhere, working, coaching or something. And uh, 
and it was mom that you had to deal with. So when you did something wrong, typically what would happen is mom would take care of it. It would be a beating still, but it would be mom doing yeah. it. And then that was it. She would maybe bring it up to him, but that was it. But every once in a while, if it was bad enough, like one time I was in fourth grade and I came home and it was like um, my first C. My first C or two. Oh, first, not the first not the, C. And not, we're not talking on a report card. We're talking on like a, a, a small test or something. Oh, no, 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 report card. Nah, nah, son. You mean on, a, on a pop quiz that nobody knew about? <laughs> that was only three questions? Nah. No. So then that was fourth grade. I came home. She's like, mom's like, sit in the seat. And she takes, you know, there's like a... <laughs> It's so crazy that we laugh about this now, but you know, there's like a, um, for, for people who have like, uh, kids, you have like a, a baby seat, it's raised and it has like a, a table that can be removed from it and you can latch it on and, and put all the food on the, on the baby table. Mom's like, oh, you got to see, oh, I'm really proud of you. Can you come sit in this chair right here? And she made me sit in this chair and she unlatches the baby seat for, I, I guess, I don't know which kid it was. She unlatches it and she raises it over her head like Conan the Barbarian and slams it on my knees. And she's like, don't move, oh don't move, don't move and continues to slam it on my legs. And then she's like, go upstairs. And, and I, this was actually the first time I remember I couldn't actually walk. I actually had to crawl up the stairs because my legs hurt so much. She's like, go up the stairs. And let's wait until your father comes home. And that was one of those two for days where you get beat by mom oh at a certain time, tells dad, and then dad comes, <laughs> as usual, dad will always call you over and be like, what happened today? And in my head, I'm like, fool, you know what happened today. You know. <laughs> she told you what happened today. Cut to it. I listened to her tell you because I was... Listening from outside the door. No, no, no. What I was doing was pretend fake trying to fall asleep. <laughs> hoping, <laughs> yeah. hoping they didn't wake me up and also listening. So, yeah. So, that was my experience growing. And that was like, oh that was God. like throughout. Yeah, exactly. Starting to sweat under your arms right now. So, that was from the time I was like little all the way until, I mean, the last time we had a scuffle was like, I was literally like 16 years old, like a junior in high school. So, yeah, it lasted quite some time. Yes. But so it's interesting you say you say that because about how your high school experience got tougher. Mine actually got easier. So that's the one area. Yeah, that's well, the Good luck. Congratulations. Yeah. I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, well, good for, good for you. That's, that's the one. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, <laughs> oh, that's the one. Oh, well, check me out. I, I'm pretty sure I caught more beatings than you, but yes. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yep, yep. I mean, but I was, you know, I was second place. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> and the silver medal for beatings goes to. <laughs> Oh yeah, but I had a little bit more yeah. freedom. Um, I think Dad also wanted to, me to like um, experience like dating girls and stuff. So he, he, we never really had the conversation. But when I was like, "Yo, I have a date with this girl. Can I borrow the van?" It was kind of like, "All right, you can borrow the van." And I think in the back of his head, he was like, "All right, my man, <laughs> going out on dates." Yeah, so. 
I believe. Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, it was like, why is this boy calling the house? <laughs> that's, how, that's how it was, you know. Anyway. Oh, my God. Okay. So let's skip from high school to uh, to college. What was that experience like for you? Besides the warring with uh, Mona Lisa, that's oh that's all I know God. from your... your co- hey, Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, so high school was, I mean, college was everything. So I had that met. So from having that conversation with you in my mind, I just, I was like, oh, that's, I'll do the same thing. That's brilliant. Right. That's brilliant. You know, I was like, I'll just suck it up for the next four years or three years, however long it was. Mm-hmm. And at some point I'm going to go to college and I'm straight, right. you know, and, and, and that, and that is what happened. So I went to college and it was a wrap. My first semester, I had to live uh, oh, on uh, at yeah, home. Yeah, you lived at home. Pajamas. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so I had to live home, but then second semester. Wait, so wait a I, second. So you were you didn't switch schools though, right? You were going to St. Peter's and you you just commuted all the way to Jersey City, like yeah, every day. Yeah, I just had to. Can you believe it? It's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, anyway. Yes, I commuted. Yeah, I would commute. I'm pretty sure every day, unless maybe I didn't have classes every day, but pretty much, yeah. Wow. 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 I would commute. I would get up every day, and I don't even remember. Again, blocked out. Yeah. But I guess I would walk to the train and then take the. Yeah, I was, this is what it was. I would take the train, and then I would have two buses. Oh my god. To Journal Square, and then I'd walk from Journal Square to the school, take my classes, and then. But see, by that point, I was. It was. I was over. It. College was like, for. <laughs> College for a young woman in the 1960s. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I was the black woman in the, <laughs> literally. But yeah, that's, that's, yeah. So I did all that. And then so my, so like my uh, second semester of my freshman, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I got, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps, just okay. like white people tell you to do. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I, and it worked. No. Uh, actually, it did. I went and I got. You remember? Do you remember the Stafford loan? Yes. Do you know? Remember yep, that? Yep. Yep. I had it's one. The only loan you could, yeah, because it's the only one that you could take out by yourself with no parents, no nothing. And so it was like just enough to cover most of my room and board for the second semester. And I and then I had to work. So I got. I worked at UPS, dog. Like this is how. Like, <laughs> oh my god! This is all news to me. First of all, first of all. So from my perspective, I'd always thought that. There was an agreement between you, mom, and dad, and it was like, all right, you you live from home for the first semester. All goes well. We got you. No. <laughs> who, who, who told you that? Who? Who's on? No, it was a lie. <laughs> no, that is. There was no deal. There was no deal. I literally like absconded myself out of the Holy house. That's like that's how. It, yeah, and, and then mom didn't talk to me for like three months. Okay, here we go. Let me rewind the clock for you. It's it's Christmas. I'm sweating. I'm sweating right to now. Be literally Christmas 2000, okay? So first, first semester of my, of my freshman year is over, and I'm at home for the, the holidays, and I'm like, I know, I already know. I already signed the dotted line for that Stafford. You know what I mean? I know I'm going. Right. But I can't tell Rosaline because she'll never talk to me again. <laughs> and so I waited. We had, we had a Christmas party that year. Uh, for some random reason. And so I was like, this is the perfect time. It's like three days before I go back to school. <laughs> and, you know, of course, I'd been home like for a month. 
you know? Yep. And I'm like, it's like three days before we go back to school and everybody's leaving. She's in a good mood. We just had a party. So I like sit next to her and I, and I purposefully said it like in a way I was like, mom, I need to talk to you about something. Oh boy. But, and I said it purposely cause I was hoping she would think I was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so that way me leaving would not be so hard. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh. So I said, you know, her face drops. And so I tell her and it didn't make a difference. It didn't <laughs> So, so I moved, like, I have to, sometimes I literally, like, when I have those moments where I'm, like I said, beating myself up and comparing myself to other actors who are further along, I have to remind myself, like, Sherry, like, the things you've done of your own volition without anybody, like, yep. be proud of yourself. Like, I, I, you, I think you were the one that moved me in. Yeah. Yes, you you're right. You're Remember right. Because mom and dad didn't move, because mom was, like, shunning me. <laughs> and so, like, you, and I'll never, because that always bothered me, too, because I remember when we took you to college, it was, like, oh, a big family you're thing. right. You're and right. we all went down, and I was like, oh, my God, college is so lit. <laughs> I was like, this is so great. I can't wait till it's my turn. My family's going to come. And, and then and when it was my turn, mom wasn't talking to me. Dad knew what side to stay on. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want that heat. That's the and warm then, side of the bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. And then, so you're the one that ha I asked you to move me in. And I just was, I remember I was so sad about that. I was like, this is so lame. Mm -hmm. I was like, nobody's here to move me in and whatever. But yeah, so I ended up getting my own Stafford loan and it wasn't, it wasn't enough to cover it fully. So I, they basically put me on a payment plan to pay the rest off, which essentially was like paying rent, wow. right? So I had to pay like three or 400 bucks a month, I Whoa. think, or like 200 bucks, something like that a month for like the rest of the semester. And so I was like, I had to get a job and I got a job. A friend of mine was like, yo, who was on campus with me. He's like, yo, come work at UPS. He was like, yeah, it's great. And I was like, all right, like, let's check it out. Oh, and I did, I, I did, yeah, I worked, I worked in a, dude, I worked in like the, the, like fact, not the factory, what do you call it? Like the, the place. Like the plant, the, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I'm like, sort. I was like sorting mail, <laughs> like, or sorting packages, like scanning and sorting packages in the big, you know, plant. And like, it was like, it was crazy, dude, because it's like, UPS is like, first of all, it's UPS in like Jersey City, okay? okay. <laughs> and so, and like the people there, a lot of the people there are like, you know, like people who have just gone out of jail, yep. you know, people trying to get their life back, back together. together. Yep. Yeah. And so like, you know, and here I am this like bright, a bright eyed college freshman, you know, from the suburbs of New Jersey, you know, South Orange, New Jersey. <laughs> And like you have to like like they would check your bags going in, oh my and God. like it would like you yeah like you'd be hearing people like as you're going in on the line, and it's like yeah man you know because I just got out that bitch, so you, know, <laughs> you know you know it would be like that, and like and it it, it wasn't it was a great experience for the fact that I got to see a different side of the world, right, you know, right. and I was like damn yo you guys are a mess, <laughs> and I was like I'm gonna study harder because I'm not trying to be like you, but yeah it was crazy it was crazy and 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 they wanted to like move they like I was like a star they wanted to move me up and like they oh were so God. sad when I left because I was like dude I'm not this is not my life and they were like right. you know they were like yeah like if I had like they were ready to like move me up to manager which was like even more money after just only a few months but um yeah so wow. I went to UPS and I remember like I would come home and I would have like dirt caked on my hands from like yeah, and I would be like oh, washing man. my. I had to like scrub my because the packages are so nasty. I'm not gonna lie. There, I'm sure a lot of packages did not get to where they needed to go. 
system. I was like, so what do I do? And that's not Oh, it's like I love Lucy. That one scene where she's got she's in the chocolate factory yes. and she's got like packages, and then she just ends up trying to stuff them all in her mouth. Literally, it's literally like that. So, oh so yeah, God. that was so that was my freshman. The rest of my freshman year, I ended up getting other jobs as I moved on through college, working restaurants and stuff. But yeah, so college that college for me. That's your original question. <laughs> college for me. Yeah, yeah. Like. It was my liberation, you know? It was like, yeah. finally, for the first time in my life, I could just like be who I was. And I didn't have to worry about like getting in trouble and like, you know, I could just be me. And it was like, I, I wild the fuck out. I had so much fun. It was like, it was my, I, ha- I, I look back at college with so many, I have so many fond memories of college. Same. I have, you know, it was just, it was just, and yeah, there was drama. Yeah, Mona Lisa. Yeah, okay. <laughs> There was drama, Louvian, her too, okay? Shout outs to the salutatorian of Orange High School, Mona Lisa. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Crazy. Oh, but yeah, yeah, so yeah, there was definitely drama and stuff, but that was, I guess, that's probably where I started. The first place I learned, I started to learn who I really was as a person. Right. It's like, you know, what I had to be to get by. Wow. UPS. I can't believe it's it's been how long since you graduated? Like, my God, I'm going to do this math? Jesus. It's 13, <laughs> yeah, 14 years. I just do me because me, it's 20. So I just subtract yeah, from yeah, that. Yeah. So. yeah, so 2004. So 14 years going on 15. Yeah, wow. And I, this is the first time hearing about UPS. That's so crazy. Yeah, I think about <laughs> you know, You know, when I came to this country, I was working at Bamburgers <laughs> for like three years. That was my Bamburgers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> for three months of my life. I'm proud. Oh, it was only three months. It was only three months because it was only that semester. Uh, okay. It was only that semester. Uh, okay. I and got you. I got like, you. I'm going back to my house in the suburbs. <laughs> Not later. I don't need it. <laughs> oh, my God. But oh, my God. So I was the one who dropped you off at college. I was also the one who picked yeah, you, you up were. from the side of a, a mountain. <laughs> oh, that's, didn't you pick me up from college, too? I think you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm your guy, dude. You I'm your guy. guy. Seriously, you were my guy. You are. You are. You were my parent. I don't even know if you realize that. But you really, and I'm not even saying this to be facetious. I'm being very sincere right now. Like, why? Why are those adults being my parents every day? Seriously, seriously. You were my parent in college. You were my parent. That's my dad. Stop being him. Literally, literally. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. So Lord. that was that was Lordy, my time Lordy. in college, and oh. I loved it. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. So now you're out of college. What is your, what's your first job out of school? Do you My remember? first job was substitute teaching. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I did that as well. This yeah. was Orange High School? Yeah, you know it. <laughs> you know yeah. it. Yeah. So our, our mother was a uh, high school teacher. So our father taught, it's so funny, our mother taught in the inner city, Orange High School, and our father taught, same thing, Spanish <laughs> high school. Um, in Montville, New Jersey, which is like uh, a pretty well-to-do suburb um, uh, in New Jersey as well. So when same thing for me. When I was, uh, I think all you needed was like 60 credits in college. Yeah, that's it. And then you could start substitute teaching. So after my sophomore year, I started substitute teaching at Orange, and the pay was very good. Okay. And uh, what the great thing about the inner city is like the kids don't want to learn. Nope. <laughs> So when you you're sitting there in class and a kid what a kid'll do is he'll be like, you know, the class is empty 
it's about the, the bell rings and the kids start walking in. Kid walks in, they see they your face, right you make eye contact. They're like, they're like, oh, you're not my teacher. All right, sub today, peace. Yeah. And they would just like turn right half, around half and the leave. Class would leave just like that. And yes. The yes. Kids and then like the scared kids left. It's such an interesting because we did not go to school in the inner city. So and and I did have a chance to go and see Dad teach in in his school. So you could see the difference between kids who want to learn and they're super eager, and the difference with those kids where it was like. My only memories of te- of teaching in Orange High School were um, well three things. One, the kids that walked in and were like, "Oh, peace out. No, my teacher's not here. Peace out." That's one. Two was um, the girls because I was like, I wasn't even twenty one yet. I think I was like, yeah, I was like, like nineteen. Yeah, yeah, so I was I nineteen, I and and these sixteen, fifteen year old girls were super aggressive and made me super uncomfortable all the time always pushing up on me they would like bring their desks and put them like like drag their desks over and put them right next to my oh super super uncomfortable and then the third thing was like um that's crazy I don't know if there was like some sort of rule kind of like a drug zone rule where if you fought within the school, you would get into like super, super trouble. So what a lot of the guys would do is they would get into beefs and then they would pull the fire alarm. And then they'd be, I guess they had like a meeting time. That's like, all right, all right. You want to get into it? All right, bet. Two o'clock outside. One of them would pull the fire alarm. They would meet outside and they would go to war and it would happen. It happened like 10 times during my, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's see, I see. That's crazy. I subbed, but I subbed all grades, K through twelve, not okay. just the high school. Okay. So I did. I definitely had the high school. I know. I know that phenomenon where they come in, they look at you, and they turn right back around. Yeah. I'm like, good day to you too, children. <laughs> good day as well. And I look at the other kids like, you sure you don't want to go with them? Exactly. Okay, exactly. There were times um, when it would be like a class of twenty five, and I would take roll call, and there'd be like three kids left. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but I also did elementary school and, you know, it's a whole nother story. It's like the kids are eager and they still have. Yes, yes. I do remember doing that as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Middle school. It doesn't matter what middle school you go to. In, in the ghetto, in the nicest areas, middle school kids are just not right in the head. Yeah, they're the worst, actually. I'd take the high school kids over the middle school kids any oh, day. Any day. Yep. High school especially, because they're just like, it's like, they're, they're just like at a grown level. We're like, what, what are we doing here? We're, right. we're all on the same page here, right? You, right. you don't want to be here. I don't want to be here, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Man. Yeah. So that was my first job, yeah. At a, at, well, I, was already, I had already been doing it like you. Mm-hmm. Um, sophomore year which is crazy like I would go home for like you know Christmas break or like winter break and I'd come home with like mad dough and <laughs> exactly. I'd come back to school and everybody's like what's I'm like oh I was subbing I was subbing you know <laughs> about 60 credits you don't have 60 yet Sorry. my mom knows people she knows people she got me in so um yeah but so I because you know I graduated you know the whole time I was in college I was like oh yeah this is the year I'm gonna know what I want to do with my life right you know and it never happened. And so What I did you study, by the way? I have no clue. History. I have a degree in history. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. That beats because my was... degree in psychology. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It doesn't do anything for me either. Um <laughs> so 
Yeah, so I I graduated and I was like, well, I'm still expecting this like thing to land on my head to tell me what I want to do. So I'm like, which like to all the young kids out there, oh man, what a waste, what a waste yep. of time. So yep. it's never gonna land on your head. You, nope. you gotta you, you know or you gotta look for it, you know. Yep. So so I so I was like, well, I'm gonna still make mad money though because I can I can sub, you know. Right. And so I went and subbed, and while I was subbing, you know, I'm you know I'm an articulate black girl teaching you subbing you know everybody wanted their wanted their like claws in me so people were like throwing jobs at me and so i ended up doing uh the alternate route uh of teaching which is like another way to go rather than going through like you know going to college for teaching you can become a teacher like a roundabout way if you already have all right right i forgot about this okay so i went the alternate i did the alternate route and I got my teaching credential that way. And I, I actually, I was supposed to, isn't this something? I was supposed to get a job. The lady who was my sponsor, who wanted me so bad and sponsored me, ended up not hiring me because of all the drama that happened with Momo and oh. And it was a whole other side story, but yes, it was just drama. But anyway, so oh I ended God. up, but, but I ended up getting hired by, this other lady, Faith Alcantara, whose mom's ex-student, um, and she was a principal, and that was my first job. Okay. That was, so I went from uh, subbing the first half of the year, and then the second half of the school year, which would be, which was technically the beginning of January 20, 2001, I started teaching. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm, not 2001, sorry, 2005, yeah, because I was out of college. Okay. High school. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and I started teaching, and... Uh, and that's when things started really going down. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because that was when, like, you know, that's when I was lying to myself the most okay. in my life. You know, and because I didn't, you know, I just, you know, it's so funny. You know, mom and dad being teachers, you know, and I'm sure you got this growing up. Every time you tell people, the first thing they say, so are you going to be a teacher when you yep. grow up? Are you going to be a teacher? You know? Yep. And I remember just always being like, no, like, no, I, don't, not. I want nothing like for what, you know? And so <laughs> all of a sudden, why? And so fast forward to me being like 22. Was well, I, let me ask you, why, for you, why not for you? I just never, just never thought, like, it just was never something like, hey, what sounds interesting to you? Oh, I want to like stand in front of a bunch of kids who don't care and, and try to make them care uh, while trying to get the standards and not get fired. Yay. Like, that's not... <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? Like, I just never was, I just never thought of myself. I just never wanted to, it just never was something I wanted to do. Okay, that's interesting. So for me, it was always about the paper. Because again, we grew up in the suburbs and... I don't know about you, but all my high school friends were rich. <laughs> so I was like, you know, these everybody's caked out. Everybody has a car when they're 16 years old. I'm riding my bike to school still. It would be like, it would be like the dead mm. of winter. February, freezing, mm. black ice, and I have to bike to school, and I'm seeing my friends drive by me in yeah. their brand new cars, and I was like, nah, teaching is not the way. No way. Yeah. I got to make that paper. You're smart. You're smart. So. Well, I, I wasn't, well, <laughs> I didn't have, I was still trying to figure my life out, so I just was like, this, this, this came to me so I'm not gonna push it away you know that's that's the other thing too I didn't try I didn't try to be a teacher it came to me so Uh, I was like I I would be stupid to to throw away this forty three thousand dollar a year job that I didn't even have to try hard to to get 
And right. as and you know me, as a Libra, as Priscilla in general, trying is not my favorite thing, right? Mm-hmm, I like to relax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to I like to chill. You know, I don't like to do anything too uh, labor intensive. So when things come easily, I'm like all for it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll take this job. Sure, sure, yeah. And so, and but you know, you know, flash forward to where I am now, I am beyond grateful because it's obviously it's created, you know, what I've been able to build for myself today, you know? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, for but, sure. So I'm teaching and I'm hating life. Okay. And like, I remember I'm hating life so much that I remember I was at school and I was like, set, I was like going, doing some online banking on like one of the computers in the classroom and like, and, and it, it set up this new thing where it was like, you have to, I forgot what they call it. It's like, you're something, it was like a security feature and mm-hmm. you were supposed to pick a, pick a picture and then that, like whatever resonated with you and then write like a little thing that was like your, your password. Oh, right. Yes. I did that for Wells Fargo. Okay. Yes, There's like yes. two monkeys that I still see when I log in. Yes. Yes. So this was for Bank of America for me. And so I ended up, I was like, okay, you know, which one, which picture? My picture was this giraffe. But the way the angle of the giraffe, the giraffe just looked like he had like dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like people who do too much drugs and they just have those like dead eyes, you know? <laughs> but they're not, they're not <sighs> like strung out druggies, just like the guy who parties too much. Yeah. Like there's no joy in his life. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, in the suburbs in New Jersey. We don't, we don't see that so often. You're the, oh, you're, yeah, okay, you're the LA sure. chick. You're me. the LA chick. Only me? Okay. <laughs> okay. Just me then. Just me. But I mean, you probably went to high school. Like this guy's, you've met him many times. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the guy um, that somehow is always attracted to my wife. Like when I have to pick her up at a train station, I look over, I'm like two minutes late and she's talking to a guy with vacant eyes who's who's trying to sell her fake Seiko watches out of his coat. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yes, that is. So it was like a picture of a, and it just had that like dead eye. And so my my thing that I had to write, I wrote, I feel you. Every time I'm going to see the set, I'm like, yeah, I feel you. You know what I mean? I feel you. And I'm like, and and that that is like to tell you like where I was mentally and emotionally at that time. You know, I just was miserable. I'm like going to a job I hate. Yep. You know, and 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 it's not a it's not just a job. It's a career. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not just something I can do and go home. Like, dude, I gotta show up like two a week before school starts and put bulletin boards up. Like, what? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I have to do like all. It's a real and I and and I care. I care about my students. I and I'm not gonna do that. And it's mostly black kids, so you know I'm not gonna fail my black kids. Right, you know what I mean? Right. So like I'm putting all my effort and I'm dying. Mm. And so that's when I started going to therapy. Oh, interesting. That was it. That was it. That was the impetus for you. Wow. Wow. That was it. I was just like so miserable. And then, and also like relationship stuff too. I was like, you know, also I need to see what's like going on here. And so I started going to therapy and, um, I remember during like, you know, I'm talking, she's like, you know, why are you here? Blah, blah, blah. And I tell her about like, you know, career stuff. And then, so she's like, well, what is it, you know, she's like, well, what is it that you want to like, what did you want? What do you want to do other than this? You know? And at that point I was so divorced from everything that I just, I couldn't even access right. it. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't even care. Like, I don't know. I am that giraffe, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I am the dead eyed giraffe. Stop asking me all these crazy questions. So <laughs> I'm a giraffe. That's all I have to say. And so she she goes like, okay, well, what did you want to do when you were a kid? And I was like, I don't know, man. I, I wanted to be an actor, but that's just like stupid. And I do you really know, remember I that? Even, 
so I'm, I'm cutting you off because down. you know you and I have spoken uh, in the past about work and and what I've always wanted to do and and everybody you've told me this my other sister yeah. told me this my my uncle is told everybody's told me this it's like you know in the end think about what you wanted to do as a kid and that's probably something yeah. that you should kind of direct yourself towards and I have no memories of my childhood so how can I do it's so funny because that is something I I know. I remember 110,000%. Wow. I remember sitting in Watchtong Avenue in the in the, the love seat by the window. Oh, my God. Dusty love seat. Shout out Dusty love yes. seat. <laughs> that was before the mold. Before moment. the mold, yeah. It was still, still, still chill. Um, so I remember being like four, five, six, something around there. And I would, this was like my thing, dude. I would like go down there by myself. And I'd be sitting on the couch, like by the window, just chilling. And I would just be sitting there um, imagining myself on the Cosby show. I wrote a character for myself. Holy I was, shit. Yeah, I was, I was Rudy's cousin, her cousin. And I would just be like going through scenes in my head of me being on the Cosby show. Wow. And being Rudy's, yeah, and I, would, and I would do this for hours, like just by myself. And I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I, Mom and dad left us to our devices a yes. lot, you know? So so I, I guess it makes, like, nobody, I would just be there for hours just, like, going through, like, you know, I'm really, like, showing up on set and, like, like all this. Yeah, as a little, little kid. Being, I mean, this is Watch On. I was, like, four, five, six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So that's, that, I remember that 100%. But when she, when, you know, my therapist asked, it was like, it didn't feel the same. It felt, it just felt like something distant. And it was like, I mean, I, I used to want to right. do this, but whatever. And so she goes, okay, well, I'm going to give you a little homework. She's like, you know, I encourage you to take an acting class. And I was like, listen, bitch, I didn't ask for all that, okay? <laughs> I just asked. I was like, I didn't, I didn't ask, you know? And I was like, okay, girl, I'll think about it. We'll see, you know? And it's funny because... I had already attempted to sign up for these classes year like over over the years and I just never could hit like enter. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like over the years. And so finally, because like she had asked me to do this, I finally like however many weeks later or whatever, I signed up for the class. And I was like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll sign up for this class. Just you know. And I have no excitement about this. I don't care. Whatever. And I get to the class. So wait, where was where was the was this in this was still in Jersey? So where was the class? This is in Jersey, in Bloomfield, on Bloomfield Ave. Oh, okay. I think you remember where remember where you came to watch me perform, do improv a couple times? That theater, you'd have to walk. Oh theater, yes. That little black. That, that was a school. Okay. That was an actor. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I was taking classes there, and the first it was like I go, I take acting one hundred and one, and like. Like within like, I'm not even kidding, like two minutes of the first exercise, it was like, oh, I'm home. Light bulb. It was, yeah. Holy it was like, it was, shit. Oh, I forgot about that. It, that's how it felt. Not just like, oh, this is so cool. Wow. Like, oh, I forgot about this. Oh my God, I am home. And that was it. And, you know, that, wow. that created, you know, that was the beginning of, you know, where I am today. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. So now I want to talk a little bit more about like next steps, moving to LA, um, all that stuff. But before we do that, I wanna I want a quick segue into <laughs> let's go back to your your teaching for one last second. Yeah. 
I remember at some point there was like some sort of strike or something, oh. like a walkout or something <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. that that had to. Ha- can you just oh can you just share share what that was all about with the listeners and yeah. what was the end result of this? <laughs> the ruining of my career, right? <laughs> um. So 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 that 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 um, uh, what do you call it? Principal Faith Alcantara. Um, yep. so she, so during this, so yeah, this is my second year teaching at this school and, um, there was a, a teacher strike and they have these every so often, um, when they're renegotiating contracts. And so it was going on for a long time that it became like, cause, cause the contract negotiation happens for a while. If it gets to strikes, that means you've already been going through drama, you know? So it's been going on for a while. Right. So now we're at the strike phase. And so my, so our school, I think it was a whole district. They decided that, um, you know, we were going to, we have like these staff meetings. And so instead of being like, yo, we're not going to, you know, monthly staff meetings, instead of being like, we're not going to go to the staff meeting and protest, it was like, we're going to go to the staff meeting, but we're going to stand instead of uh, sitting for like as a protest. Right. And so I think we did that for a hot minute. And then it was like, this isn't enough. So now we're going to stand during the protest. But then if she goes, if, if she goes over the time, we'll walk out. And usually like, you know, during normal times, she goes over the time, you're going to sit there and just whatever and move on. It doesn't matter, you know? But they're, because contractually, they're only allowed to keep us an right. hour after, once a month after classes, after school for these things. And so she goes, so we're all standing, we're all standing, and it's like, you know, getting close to that hour, getting close to that hour. And I'm like, all right, you know, we, we solidarity. We said we're going to walk out. And the hour hits, and only me and one other person walk out. Out of how many people? <laughs> I, I'd say a staff of like 30, 20, 20 to 30, maybe 40, even more. I don't even, it was a lot. There was a lot, you know what I mean? There's like yep. six grades, three teachers per grade, you know, all the, you know, like, so, oh yes. So we both, so, no, and I'm like, wow. I'm walking out like, wow, y'all gonna do me like this? Wow. <laughs> did, you make eye, did you make eye contact with any of them? I'm like, I'm looking like nobody, nobody. Okay, wow. <laughs> so we walk out and I'm like, you know, and it sucks because I, I'm like a moral, I have very like a strong moral compass. And so like, if I tell you I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And right. if I tell you that, I'm, especially for like, you know, for like, you know, protests, sign me up, you know? Right. And so, so I'm like, I got to do it, you know? And so I leave and then I ended up, <laughs> I didn't get fired, but I ended up not getting my contract renewed, which is basically <laughs> being <Fire>. fired. <laughs> and so I never, I didn't get my contract renewed, which was, which sucked, but also it didn't. Cause I already was like, I'm not, I don't want to teach anymore. Right. You know, by this point, I, I was already, you know, bathing in my in my in my acting classes. You know, I'm just blossoming, and it's like I don't care, you know, anything about this school anymore. I don't care about these <laughs> damn kids. I don't care about none of you. You know what I mean? Like, so, but 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 I, for it to happen that way, kind of sucked. Yeah. But um, yes. Yeah, so what I happened did. to the other chick? Do you know? She she had tenure. <laughs> <laughs> I was so stupid. I had no tenure, and I was like, doing it for the cause. <laughs> so, yeah, she had tenure, and she was our rep. She was our uh, our union rep. So, like, uh, okay. for her. 
You yeah, know? Yeah, and I remember yeah, yeah. she came like later on in the year, like after it was clear that I wasn't getting rehired. And she came, it, she was like, the, she's a gym teacher, like typical lesbian dyke gym teacher. <laughs> and I remember she came, she comes to the class, the classroom, like the kids, it's the end of the school year, kids are watching like movies. I'm chilling. And she comes and she's like holding back tears. Wow. And she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, that it just like, she could barely like speak, you know, she's like, you know, that it went down like this and that, you know, it's not fair and like nobody, cause it was messed up. Like everybody played yeah, us, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and yeah, she, it was, I, I really appreciated that. And I was like, oh, you know, I was like, don't cry girl. I don't even really like this job. <laughs> <laughs> but but I ended up so what's so crazy though is so I left and I was like okay I'm done I'm done with teaching I'm gonna pursue acting yes 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 right so yep. then mom so then that was the time that mom and dad got a divorce this is that yep. same time and so we're moving out of the house and I don't know if you remember mom said that I could um that you know that I could do like an estate sale <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! That was so crazy. That was right around the time when I started uh, dating my uh, my future wife, and I remember, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. That's how long ago that was. So our parents split up. I think I was twenty (laughs) nine when they split up, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like thirteen, twelve, thirteen years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So she. So she. So I. So I'm doing this estate sale. I hired Lizbeth <laughs> to work underneath <laughs> me. Let me tell you, we did so good. We were gonna start a business. Like we made. I made like two thousand dollars. Holy. And I. And I was. And I gave Lizbeth like three or four hundred bucks. So I made. Like <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> She was like, well, come on, bro. Oh, true, 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 true. I, mean, I keep like, on forgetting the age gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she probably, she was probably 18, but, but it was my idea. You know what I mean? And I was moving. I needed it for my Don't, don't think you're catching half of this 2G right here. <laughs> I don't know if she knows how much I'm You're getting but. $250. Sorry. No, I get it was like 300 Anyway, okay. so that makes a difference. Well, I remember one of those sales being um, we my 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 uh, wife came over to the house with me. It was like we only came over twice, but she was like, "Oh, you guys are selling stuff. Oh, you guys are selling that stereo." I was like, "Wait, we're selling our stereo." <laughs> and then somehow she looks and she sees like there's a CD like hidden like kind of under the couch. She pulls it out. It's like boys to men not their biggest cd but like their next biggest cd she's like oh this is my favorite cd do you think i can buy this off of your sisters i was like nah son just take it <laughs> see i was looking for that cd yeah sure it was like you only got 1999 <laughs> literally oh yeah oh. so we're doing this thing we're doing this this sale and the in walks one of my students parents from that oh. from like a year ago Okay, and this lady loves me. Oh my God, Miss Davies, this is your house. Oh my God. Oh, I love Miss Davies. She's talking about him. I love Miss Davies. My son, he totally changed when she came and started teaching. Wow. I love blah, 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 blah. She's like, What are you going to do this year? Oh, I don't know. I'm blah, 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 blah. If you want a job, I can get you a job in East Orange School District. And wow. I was like, Oh, cool, cool. But in the back of my head, I was like, No, bitch, I don't want no job. <laughs> I was like, Buy this shit and get the hell out. And so. <clears throat> But of course, it's time, you know. So I sold her a dusty couch for three hundred dollars. <laughs> three hundred exactly. So I um, actually ended up, you know, the the little evil voices in your head came in. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, "What are you going to do next year? You know, how are you going to eat?" Da 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 da. Yep. And so I ended up. 
calling her up and she sure enough i got the job and that was my last teaching job ever oh so you did take it i took it and i taught for a whole nother year in east orange actually in Eastwood, but it was for the district of east orange Um, wait what yeah they they were renting out a school something was up with their school and they were renting out a school in my in maplewood in maplewood oh wow oh that's right that's there's yeah okay there's this weird border of east orange which is by south orange it's super nice over there yeah 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 Yeah. okay wow that was my last teaching year and yeah it was pretty bad wow Okay, so and in, in the meantime, you're also taking acting classes. I'm taking these acting classes, and I'm taking, I take improv classes. And improv is another okay. thing that just, you know, was huge for me and is right. still a huge part of my life and has opened a lot of things for me up. But, yep. I, you know, I'm taking improv, and, I, and I'm, I'm taking these improv classes, and, you know, we go through, like, you know, improv intro, intermediate, and then advanced, and we finish the advanced. Like, it's the same class pretty much going together. And so we finish... Right. And the teacher, our, our teacher was like, you guys are so good. I've decided to turn you into an, an actual like house team. And so, yeah, so we got turned into a team. And so that was like when I started, so I started performing improv with them. And that was like the beginning of my improv career. And that was, you know, my first paycheck ever as an actor was doing improv in New Jersey. Oh, get out of here. Yep. Ah, uh, okay. So you would have like a show or something and, and you would get a cut of that, that money for yeah, the show from yeah. the, the audience. I got you. Okay. So now I, I don't remember what was the impetus for like moving to LA. Like what sparked that? When did that happen? Um, so I am like, okay, so now I'm like, I had left teaching finally. And, um, you know, it was so crazy because I, again, I was having <laughs> trouble with my new principal. <laughs> <laughs> and so it just was, this guy was a jerk. Oh, y'all are going to strike too? I'm down. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to strike. So I'm like going back and forth with this principal and he's like, like got me in tears. Like it's that kind of drama. Oh really? And about what? Yes. Cause he's like giving me a headache about like, you know, my, my evals, my, you know, and this, that, and the third. And he's, this is a dude who's just been shipped around. Like he has tenure and they just ship him around cause he's trash. And, they right. ship him. and it's known, but it's not, a, it's known. And he's, he's right. like legit, like messy, like, dude, what are you? So he's like, so I'm like, he's like giving me bad evaluations and I'm like, you know, I'm like fighting. I call go get my union rep and I'm like trying to fight these bad evaluations because he's a jerk, right. you know? And then I had an, you know, I'm like crying, all this drama. And I had this epiphany one day and I was like, girl, you're killing yourself for something you don't even want. Right. I was like, you don't even want to be a teacher. And then that was when I finally was like, all right, girl, put it to rest. And I did. And then that's, so then I started, I got a day job working at a bar in, uh, New York. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 That was, uh, that was on like, uh, McDougal over there. Right. Or something. Yeah. Yes. 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 I remember. What's the name of that park? Washington square. Washington square. Yeah. So I, uh, start working there and I'm going on like these little auditions, like, you know, all, all free stuff, you know, I'm going on these little auditions. Like I was a living the life. I, I mean, this, this summer of 07 was like the shit. Like I'm like, really? yeah, because I had all this money in the bank from teaching. I'm collecting unemployment because I didn't get my contract. Uh, right. And then, right. and then I'm working under the table in New York. So uh, I'm, I'm like making, and I'm auditioning. I'm actually pursuing acting. I have my headshot. Right. I'm going on these auditions. I, I meet, I meet my ex on, on set. And what? yes, my ex, this is, this is, how so I meet my ex on set 
shooting this like student film for like New York Film Academy. And we start like, we start kicking it, me and this guy, uh, this guy, Robbie, we start kicking it. And Robbie is originally from out here. Okay. And so, and so, you know, we're, we're dating into that. Robbie had issues, Robbie had mm-hmm. issues. And so he ended up like as time as a few months into us dating, he like is having a tough time and is like, I got to go back to Cali. I'm not going to like, I, I can't be here anymore. Like I got to go. And I was mm-hmm. like, what? Uh, okay. And so he's like, you know, come with me. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, I don't. I never had any desire to move to California. I was like, because you know, like, you know, growing up on the East Coast, it's like California is like a fake place. Yes. It doesn't even seem like a real you know what I mean it's like it doesn't even seem like a real place. Right. I was like, I don't need to go to a fake place, right. you know? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I'm cool. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he leaves, we do this long distance thing, and I just I liken it to just like a perfect storm. Like my boyfriend's out here, I am, you know, I'm an actress. I can't really go any other place but LA, you know? And, you know, and I just, I was just out of my mind, honestly. Like, I just was in a weird, I just was like out of my mind. Like, it was, it was outside of me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't me. It was like something, one day, I, I, you can ask Lizbeth this. One day I was like driving with her and I was like, I'm moving to LA in six months. And she just kind of laughed at me and I was like, yeah, I don't even know why I'm saying this either. (laughs) So, you know. And then, and then I see her again. I'm like, I'm moving to LA in five months. I see her again. And it just, and I, and I'm saying this, but I'm not meaning it. I don't think it's really happening, but I just can't stop myself from saying Mm -hmm. it. And I can't stop myself from thinking about it. And then next thing you know, I'm actually, I'm quitting my job. I'm leaving. I'm moving. I'm selling. I'm emptying my apartment. And I left and I told, I told, well, you and Lizbeth knew Mm -hmm. for a little bit. Um, I didn't tell, uh, you know, as usual, mom and dad, I couldn't tell them. (laughs) (laughs) I actually told dad before mom, because he's more reasonable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then I told mom like the day before I left. I was like, hey, I have all my stuff in my car and I don't have an apartment anymore. So I'm going to sleep on your couch tonight. And I'm also leaving for California. It's so ill how, oh man, we take a little segue for our mother because, it's so interesting how her life was always about um, dealing with the abrupt loss of her father and yeah. um, always having that feeling of that, that fear of losing people abruptly like that. And yeah. then on the flip side, the only way to deal with her when you're doing a big change or when you're moving somewhere, when you're going back you to gotta s- do it abruptly. you got to do it abruptly because you can't. You can't deal with the the storm and the tsunami for three weeks. Oh, my God, the storm. So it's so funny how, like, somebody's personality will actually cause that history to kind of repeat itself. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Isn't that life, though? That's that's life, you know? It's like you, you try so hard to avoid stuff, and it's like you end up just creating it. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Wow. So you're like, all right, I'm going to give this chick 18 hours notice. <laughs> literally, literally. And she wasn't, she didn't, she was fine. Wow. And I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell it to you again real slow. This time it's real. <laughs> uh, women sign. <laughs> walking 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 los angeles (laughs) no 
But yeah, she was, I totally expected her because you know my history, you know? Yeah, she didn't yeah, talk yeah. to me when, into, when I went to college. She didn't talk yep, to me, same. you know? Same. So I was like, oh, she's just never going to talk to me. And she was just totally fine. But of course, you know the difference. She had divorced What's... dad by then. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, was, okay. Yeah, she was like totally cool about it. And I was like, wow, if I had known this, I would have told you earlier, girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, anyway, did you cook? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, yeah. And so I got in my car. That's right. You that drove across country. Wow. Yeah. It was psycho. It was psycho. But I, I couldn't, you know, sometimes there's just, you have a pull. You have, right. like, there's just something you can't, you know, and this, I, I firmly believe. I, like, and I didn't know, but like I said, I had never had any desire to be out here. And when I moved out here, it was, you know, and even to this day, to this day, I will have moments all the time where I'm just like, ah, I love it here. You know, mm -hmm. like out of nowhere, just sitting on my patio, like, look at me, look at you, girl, just on your patio in LA, <laughs> you know, like, like, and you know, driving on the freeway and I'm just like, ah, like there's just like no place I'd rather be. And right. so, you know, LA called me and I came here and um, I lived in a hostel for a week before. Wow. Yeah, okay. I, lived, I lived in a hostel. And then I found my first spot, which was in like Nowhereville, California, because I didn't know. Um, <laughs> was it like Glendale? It was further than Glendale, dude. It was wow. Like, it was like wow. twenty minutes, like north of Long Beach. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, yes. This is still L.A., but not really. <laughs> not really. Yeah, it's L.A. County, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was, but it was great because I lived in a, a. I lived in a little back house, like a converted two-car garage. Oh, I got you. Yeah, and the owners of the main house, they were like this like really nice Mexican family and like they and I needed that. Like they took me in as family, you know? And so like which mm -hmm. I needed cuz I was by myself. They were like, you know, in LA by myself. And like um they just were really like they, you know, they were great. They they you know, they were great. I love them and they would invite me to their family parties. Like I'd be kicking it with them. I would bartend for their parties. Oh, that's they, awesome. They hired me to bartend a couple parties. So, yeah, so, and, you know, they were just, they were, you know, amazing. And I remember when I left, when I finally left, because I was like, I can't, like, I'm wasting money on, it's just too far. Um, you know, they were like, yeah. you know, if, if anything ever happens, like, don't, don't worry about anything. Just come back. You don't have to worry about anything. That's yeah, awesome. So I, that was the first time in my life I ever had a, a, a safety net. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did it. We did it. Full circle. <laughs> That was the first time in my life anybody had ever told me, like, you, don't, I got if, you. Even if you screw I up, got don't you. worry. Yep. We got yeah, you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I always, I'll never forget this family. And I, they're on my list of people who, like, when I get rich and famous, I'm going to go back. <laughs> no and, doubt. Like, <laughs> like, help pay their oh bills. Oh, my gosh. My God. So then what was, like, your, your first, like, would you say your first big break when you were out there? I'm still waiting on it. Uh, <laughs> I would, I'd say my, okay, my first big break was the first commercial I ever booked. It was, okay. uh, it was a regional commercial for Food Lion. Oh, I remember. Uh, okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that was the first commercial I had ever booked, and you know, it was, it was amazing. It was like to get that call from your agent, like, hey, you're, you know, you're on a on a veil, meaning like they. 
unavail is a thing that they say like before you book it, which basically means like they want you to they want to hold you, but you you don't have it yet, but you're very very close. Okay. So you know to get that call like oh you're unavail and I'm like oh my god you know and it's like oh you booked it like you know it was everything and then to show up on set and to like you know that was the first time I had like been in a trailer where they're doing my makeup you know and I'm like you know, and being the star of the, of the thing. And there's like extras and like, it, it was, and I'm like, but I'm not an extra. I'm a star here. <laughs> yeah. That's what I am. A star here. What was it? What was the tryout? Like, do you remember like, uh, like was oh. there an aud- the audition? Or yeah. Anything? There was, yeah. Without everything is an audition. So it was, uh, I had an audition and then um, you get a call back, usually. Okay. Some, some don't, but usually you get a call. For commercials, like nine times out of ten, it's a call back. So I have and an so audition. Like, I'm slowing yeah. you down a little bit. So for the for the audition, what was that like? Like, go, you walk in, and are there, like, 30 other people? What do they look like? What are oh, the so thoughts going on in your head? Here's the typical audition. Okay. You walk in. So there's a few, there's, there's a few like, casting offices there's a bunch of casting offices or offices around town and around town can be anywhere from glendale to santa monica <laughs> so you know you, there's casting offices all over and... uh, so it's not just one spot there's multiple spots that they're auditioning for for this part or for the different parts wait wait say that again so you say casting offices when i imagine an audition i imagine like one building and everybody goes to this building but you're making it sound like there's different areas that people can go to no the there's different I... buildings but uh, they're okay. not all the okay. same company so this might be one uh, okay. company this might be one casting agency it, does that make sense it just a minute i got you does that make sense just like an office space okay okay i got you but there's different ones yep. throughout la okay so yep. you go to like these different ones. Um, and so you show up, uh, it depends on the, usually you show up and you, so, so it'll be like an, it'll be usually like a big space, especially for commercial auditions. It'll be a big space. And there's a bunch of like, there'll be like four or five, six rooms. And so there's like a big waiting area where all the actors wait. And then you go to whichever room it is that you're auditioning in. Okay. And so you sign, so you come and you see everybody's there's it's funny because like you'll know like you'll walk in and it's like oh there goes the latinos auditioning for something <laughs> latino because they're all wearing sexy outfits and suits and like you know it's, yep. or it's like oh this is like the working the working class dad audition over here you know or <laughs> and so and then you know of course i'm like oh there goes the black girls i know where i'm right. supposed to be okay you know? i and got so, you yeah, or it'll be like, oh, these are the people who look like they're going to an office, like you know, because that's what I'm auditioning for. And uh, so you, you usually there's like a board, and it'll tell you it's it'll tell you like you know the the uh, product, and then like what room. So you go to that room. You there's a sign up sheet. You sign up, and they might have the, what they call sides. Sides are like the the um, the script. Um, okay. So you'll get there might be sides. There might not be depending on what the role is and. You just chill and you wait. And depending on what the role is, sometimes they, they group you with people. Sometimes they partner you with people. Sometimes you just go in by yourself. And, you know, a lot of things are happening in the waiting room. People are chatting. People are on their phones. People are running their lines. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm usually just, I try to stay very focused because I can get very chatty and just and then forget what I'm doing there. So I try to just be very <laughs> focused. Um, and then you get called in and you go. In and, and then do you have. 
do you have the lines before you even yeah. arrive at the yeah. building or okay so you do commercial auditions usually you get the audition the day before so you get the okay. audition and then it's like usually the next day and they'll send they'll add the sides along with it if there are sides okay for theatrical which is tv auditions for regular movie tv auditions they'll give you the sides w- with it as well okay got and, it got and, it got and they'll it. be there when you get there so and then they call you in and nine times out of ten for most auditions it's gonna be you and the person behind the camera okay and then there might be a reader in the room there might be another person usually it's just you and the person operating the camera who's gonna read with you also. okay and so you're you, you hit your mark and then you do what they call a slate which is uh you tell them your name so my slate is like hi priscilla davies right right, right. <laughs> hi Priscilla Davies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then, you know, your slate might have more info. You might have to tell your height or, you know, but usually it's just your name. And then you go into it and then you do it. And then they'll, sometimes they'll ask you to do it again. They might give you a note. They might not. And then you do it, you know, and then that's it. Sometimes you do it once and you leave. Hmm. And then, yeah. And then if you get a call back, you get a call back. When you come to the call back, that's when there's going to be way more people in the room. So you come back, same okay. process, same everything. But now you go in, and this is probably going to be the casting director who you already auditioned with the first time. Yep. Then you're going to have uh, the act, probably the actual director of the spot of the commercial. Um, the producer might be there. Usually, ad the ad agency will be in there. And so you know, the, it can be anywhere from like three to like eight people, ten wow. people. You know, yeah. So. And then you do the same thing over again, and then you leave, and you just hope you get the call. Wow. And then what What do you think? Like, so what is your um, – I'm always about, like, how things feel and uh, what, what an emotion feels like. So when you, when you first walk in, are you feeling or, – or how do I ask this? Once you go through – like, first, first casting, once you go through that, that whole process, do you have a feeling – do you like? Can you tell from the vibe of the people in the room, like if you how things are gonna go? Yeah, like even before you, like when you first walk in and you make eye contact with everybody in your head, are you thinking, oh, they already have somebody, or oh, I think I might have a good shot at this, or? Um. So yes and no. Yes, yes, of course. You're trying to, you know, you're trying to pick up on every little piece of information in the room. Did they smile at me? Right. Were they nice? You know, am I hearing, is there a tow truck in the background that's that's distracting me? You know, like, so you're picking up everything. So yeah, like, there's definitely times that you go into a room and you're like, oh, like, I, you know, oh, that was horrible or like, da-da-da-da-da or like, that wasn't good or... There's definitely those times, but the the flip right. side of it is that you just don't know, it, and it really you never you know. Really don't know, and there's been so many times that I've gone in and I thought I killed it, and I don't even get a call back. And there's so many times that I've gone wow. in. There's times I've gone in where I'm like embarrassed, I'm like beating myself up on the ride home, and I book it. You know what I mean? Or I get a call back. Uh, you know? Interesting. Interesting. So, interesting. So there's so there's so much because there's so many things. That's the thing about acting on TV and on film. Because like, there's so many reasons why you, you can be amazing and not get it just because you're too short, you know, right. or because, uh, there you look, you, you present too young or you present too old or, you know, what, there's a million and one reasons why you may not get it. That has nothing to do with your talent or how you auditioned. So, hmm. so you go in and 
you know, yeah, you have all these feelings, but the truth is it doesn't mean anything. And so you really just torture yourself over it for no reason because it doesn't mean, you just don't know unless you can actually wow. talk to the casting director and have them give you feedback. And that's not to say that you, I'm sure there's times where like my feeling is right, but I right. can't, but I could be totally wrong. Wow. Wow. Interesting and, so, and yeah. frustrating. It's, so beyond, frustrating. it's beyond, I don't know how I do this every day. It's beyond, <laughs> I really don't. I really don't because it's so beyond frustrating because there's an element, there's just like an element that's just so out of your control. And so you just right. really have to focus hard on the stuff that is in your control and then really let try your best to let go of the stuff that's not in your control. And things happen mm. all the time. You know, you get, you get nervous, you know, you forget lines, you, you know, things happen, people like, and it can be, and for me, like everybody's different, but for me, I'm easily distracted. So it can be something as simple as like, I'm doing my scene and I'm killing it. And then I can see in the corner of my eye that the casting director like smiles because they're into it and that's it. I'm thrown. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Throw the whole thing. And it's like, so it can be little, it's just, oh. yeah, it's crazy. Oh. <laughs> it is. It's tough and it's, it's a headache and it's, but it's also fun. I mean, for me, it's also fun and it's also, it's challenging, but in a good way for me. Right, right, right. So let me ask what, I have two questions to ask. First question is what are you, what are you pushing towards? What are you working towards? What's like a big, what's a big goal for you? Or what's a big, like, yeah, something that you're an aspiration for you? Um, Like acting wise? Yes, yes, 100%. Um, so... Uh, I, my goal is twofold. One is I want to be a successful actor. Point. Like mm -hmm. I want to be successful. I want to be like very, very successful, and not just like you know. I used to be like, oh, you know, I just, I just want to be able to eat. You know, I just want to be able to pay my mm -hmm. bills acting, which I do. I still do. If anybody's listening, <laughs> I still want to be able to pay my bills acting. Um, but uh, you know, just recently I had to come to terms because you know like things things have been kind of changing in my life and you know I, I noticed my circle is changing a bit mm -hmm. and I'm being I'm starting to be you know in the company of people who are like really out there hustling and doing things and it, it kind of gave me permission to dream a little bigger I guess mm -hmm. and so like yeah I, d I definitely want to be able to eat but the truth is I want to be a star you know what I mean like right. I want to be I want to be a big like that, I, it's, I, I'm lying to myself if I say I don't want to, you know? Right. And so I want to be hugely successful, a huge, mm -hmm. I want to be an A-list star, you know, talented and respected as an actor. And then the mm. second half of my dream, the second half, that's like the first tier. The second tier is I want to eventually have my own production company. Ah. Produce my own stuff. And like, oh, that that's like, that's the dream for me. That's Oh, it. man. Oh, man. There's some there's some VHS tapes with your, with your name <laughs> on anymore. it. Mom threw them all away. Oh, no. Oh, so for the listeners, they my both of my sisters, but you were the producer. You you would make these like um these home videos with like all sorts of like crime scenes and also like there was one video you guys had done where you were investigating you were investigating a robbery. <laughs> and the way you had set it up was that um in in one of the rooms in the house, dad had demoed the room because he was building a bathroom. Yeah, we worked with so work. the whole room was a complete mess with like garbage all over the place. So I don't know, I, the, the way you set it up was so beautiful. And you had like Lizbeth 
talking there. You'd set the camera up so that you could both like talk to each other. Like, I can't believe this. Look at this. These guys robbed this place. They left this place in disaster. We've got to figure out who these robbers were. And then somehow Lizbeth became the <laughs> robber. She was first, she was a detective and then she became the robber. And you had different scenes where you're like running around the house and chasing each other. And then just the way you cut, like the, the cuts of like the camera and the angle, it and was like, all, I mean, superbly all done. Like via like the, the, the video camera. Like, I couldn't, I didn't have any editing software. <laughs> Uh, yeah you're right you're right this was all and one take and what was also interesting was it was like by then it must have been in the 90s this video camera that we we're using it was using the the huge yeah. vhs original size vhs tapes dad had gotten this camera in like like 1987 oh man yeah, like eighty. It was for your birthday. Um, he bought it to record the birthday. So I, you were four or five years old. We had gotten like a ma- magician or something, and he had this video camera that he purchased for like two grand. And then we were using that same. You guys were using that same camera. Like yeah. it must have been like twelve years later, and you were doing all this stuff. And it was <laughs> it was it was superb. Like like la- laughing. Was there, was, there was there was there was laughter. There was a murder. There was a oh my god there was a mur- <laughs> like, oh yeah that's right, that's right. yeah <laughs> there was a murder scene like yeah, there was dude, knifing and, yeah, it was crazy that's the thing. like i can awesome. you know, and doing that would take hours you know what i mean because it's like my god and i i could yes. just, you know do it forever so yeah like that is that is the big dream like if i if i could only do one thing for the rest of my life it would be producing. oh it would be that oh okay i love acting oh, it, it, it's it feeds my soul in a way that i can't explain but I, mm-hmm. like, I also like having control and I like, and, right. and being a producer, like, I like storytelling. I like, mm. I like writing. I like telling stories. I like, you know, I told you I'm a visual person. I like pictures. Right. And so, right, right, you know, right. yeah, so that's the big, oh, so- that's the big goal is my production company. So I know a lot about uh, the acting that you've done. You've done like the, you said Food Lion, there's a McDonald's commercial. There was, um, was it not Varex? What was that? Uh, Yes, Cintas, which I still see every every March Madness with uh, the basketball games on. Yeah. <laughs> I actually asked my agent. Really? I'm like, um, funny. People keep telling me they're seeing things, but I'm not seeing checks. What's happening? Yeah, every March they they still show it during the tournament. I see that commercial. So yeah, you should be catching some checks from that too. But I don't know of any. Have you done any production? Because I don't know. Uh, of so. producing thing myself. Yes, um, yes. Let me see. As of right now, uh, have I done anything? No. I mean, uh, you know, while I produce my live show. Um, ah. So that is, you know, that's basically the extent of my producing is producing my live show. Um, but as far as like, fit, like actually producing a project and stuff, no. But I do, okay. you know, I'm writing, I write things. Um, I'm stopping a pilot right now. Um, okay. So, yeah. Well, let's see, let's hear about all that. So first, the um, the live show. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, how yeah. that got started? And yeah. So my live show. Uh, so uh, there's a very well known comedy theater in LA and New York uh, called mm-hmm. UCB Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Brigade, yeah. And um, it's an improv theater, and um, so I have a monthly show there uh, live on the main stage. Uh, it's called Trap Prov. It's improv based on trap music. Um, <laughs> and we have a live band. We have a DJ. 
we have um, we have trap treats, we have giveaways, and obviously comedy. And then we have like guest stars who come on the show and perform with us. And um, it's 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 just a great a great old time. Like yep. it's just it's pure insanity. It's it's literally like like people leave the show and they have a face. It's like they look like they don't know what happened, but they like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're just like, whoa, like our show actually had, uh, had um, the highest numbers in the history of UCB. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I don't, well, maybe not quote that, but it's, it's very- No, we're going to quote that. Yeah, I'm Number sure. one, yeah, top because, of the list. Because- we um, the, We're like DJ Khaled, we the best. We the best, we the best. <laughs> yeah, because we like oversold and it was like, we like sold, like it was crazy numbers that we had done and they were like, oh my God, this is crazy. We'd never seen numbers like this. And we were like, yeah, that's what we do, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it's a super popular show. It's popping, like, and, and, um, you know, we've gotten, garnered a lot of interest from, like, we've had, uh, you know, some execs there, some producers. And so, you know, we've garnered a lot of interest in it. And so, you know, we're basically shopping around, uh, with hopefully trying to get it out to a larger audience okay. in whatever way that means. Okay. And so, um, yeah. And so we've had people from uh, Insecure, the show, the HBO show, yeah, Insecure yeah. on it. We've had people from uh, the Lethal Weapon, the show Lethal Weapon. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, we've had people from the show Lucifer, I think that's what it was. Yeah, I love that um, show. Yeah, uh, the guy, I think it's, is it Lucifer? Maybe it wasn't Lucifer. It, there's a big guy with glasses in, on it. I know. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. Anyway, uh, maybe, uh, yeah, no, Scorpion, not Lucifer, Scorpion. Okay, that's, yeah, okay. Yeah, this doesn't sound right, Scorpion. Um, and we've had people from Atlanta on it. Um, so yeah, so it's been really, it's been really dope and it's been, it's been like my first foray. It's like really, really like hands-on producing something. Um, wow. yeah, so that's Trap Prop. And how long, okay. So a couple questions. How long have you guys been doing it for? So we've been doing it for, it was like, we had about like an eight or nine month run and then, okay. um, we had to put it on hiatus because I told you that my partner's about to blow up. Uh, oh right, right, right. She um she's about to go out of town like next week. Okay. Um so and she's gonna be shooting something. She's gonna be shooting a TV show for like three months. Wow. And okay. so yeah, 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 yeah. So so we have to put it on pause while she's doing that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it was about like nine months. Wow. And then you said live band. How do you set that up? So we have it's it's only like a three piece band. <laughs> Uh, but cause it's like, we don't have space. Yeah, of course. Um, yep. yeah, it's so tiny. So they just are like in the corner and they, so trap prop. So basically it's like, we open the show by doing a two man, cause me and my partner perform two man improv. So we okay. start by doing a two man set, which nine times, which 99% of the time kills. That's right. Yep. And then, <laughs> and then we go into the second half where we invite the rest of our guests out, our guest stars, the other comedians. And we, it's basically, it's kind of like wilding out. Uh, okay, um, I got you. Sorta. I got you. Yeah. But it's better. It's just better, <laughs> honestly. And and people tell us that they're like, yo, it's like kind of like like wilding out, but like way better. Like way better. Yep. I love yeah. it. And yeah, and so so like we do like challenges, like to that's why we have the band and the DJ. So they're like kind of 
you know, come in and out and like play while people like make up songs wow. on the spot. Wow, wow, wow. That's awesome. Rap songs. Wow. Okay. So there's there's two there's two things that I, I want or one thing that I want to say. I've been saying that we I don't know how, how long we can go before my browser um blows up. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't can on your side, do you see like like the time that we've been talking and all that stuff? I'm curious. Yeah, oh, okay. I see it. You don't see it? Yeah, I do. I just wanted to I was curious to see what you actually see on your side. Okay, cool. So yeah, it's almost been two hours. What I wanted to ask you was um or actually what I wanted to say was um, you said you had two desires. One was to be an, an acting, a star, a full-blown yeah. star, and the other is to be a producer. So my one, um, I don't want to say advice, but the one feeling that I have is that you should also be pursuing producing in some sort of way. I don't know if it's like... Um, because I'm, I'm completely out of that world. So I don't know what that means. Yeah. Maybe it's just like doing something small on your own um, or with a, a couple of guys at first and, and growing it that way. But I, just for me, just literally, the only memory I have of you producing something is an old VHS from 1987. <laughs> and it was, honestly, it was so dope. So it's important for you to to kind of, uh, grow that talent and and to nurture that talent that you have there and and share that talent with everybody else because it's there right so yeah I agree, yeah I agree and I and that is partly what trap prov you know was is, is and was is like me you know working that producer uh bone inside of yep. me you know making I, I mean I it's crazy like I'll find myself like like having taking calls and I, I'm like, wow, I'm like, I, I'm like a real like Hollywood person now, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm, like, you know, I'm <laughs> yep. my partner and it's like, you know, oh, who is he? And, and how many credits does he have? Okay. but <laughs> Okay. Send me, his, send me his IMDb then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we gotta get, remember, we gotta, we gotta get that venue because you know, it's gonna like, it's crazy. Like I'm, you know, so I, I recognize that and I'm like, yeah, I have to foster this. And I, and I do, mm -hmm. and I hear you and I do, and I'm doing that with trap Rob. And that's also why. You know, I've been, like I said, I've been writing too, because that's another way to get into the producing side. You can right. make your own stuff, then people are you mm -hmm, know, more mm -hmm. um, readily interested in, in letting you have like right. a, a production role. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about writing is that it's it's out there. And so I guess this kind of uh, comes back to what I'm doing with podcasting. So um, I think one of my buddies, uh, <laughs> I will caveat this by saying that he's Jewish. So my buddy Jeremy, he okay. said to me, you know, you, you're always great at speaking to people. Like, you're so good, his exact quote was, you're so good that you can walk up to, an, to an, a super old Jewish woman and, like, within two minutes, your next question is, so what was it like uh, watching your mom and dad walk to the ovens in Auschwitz? <laughs> No, right. <laughs> so you can yeah. ask like these hardcore questions and people don't shy away they actually answer those questions so there there is something there right but it's never been captured anywhere it's just like I, i'm having these conversations with all these people and then it's just mm. it's there it's like out in the ether like a fart in the wind yeah. and it disappears so it, it's important to to capture that and to share that with other people is what my point is so i don't know if trap rock Trap, I call it Trap Rock. There's a bar right down the street called Trap Rock. Trap Prov, T-R-A-P, 
P-R-O-V, Trap Prov. I don't know if that allows you to to do that, to to capture it, to share it, and to share it with other people, or? Oh, it, it totally does. Okay. Trap Prov has, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to turn into this. Like, it was just like, let's come up, like, I just came up with this idea. I was like, I, what do I like? Oh, I like improv. I like trap music. Okay. <laughs> like, that's literally how it happened. And I was like, that sounds good. I like it. And then, you know, I went to Lacey and like, you know, we, you know, we pitched each other back and forth and like developed it. And then we had a third partner who we had to get rid of because he was crazy. And so we, oh yeah, God. we developed it and um, it just, it, we, but, but yeah, it turned into something like it, it, it made me see how good I really am. You know what I mean? Right. Like, not that I did it. Like, I know how good I am. I've always known, but it's like, this was a nut, like a huge confirmation. Like, like I said, people come up to me after the show and it's just like, Oh my God. Like what, who, what are you doing? When you, how are you getting on this, this on TV? Like, like hit me up. I, I can right. help you out and da, 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 da. Or like, I'm about to bring these people next time. Or, you know, I've had people, you know, tell me like, Oh my God, like, I didn't know you could come up on the UCB stage and, and be black. Like, <laughs> and I was like, what? you know, like black people who are like, you know, originally were like, I don't even know if I want to take classes here. You know what I mean? Or like, and now, it's uh, like, wow. Like, yeah. Because you know, comedy is a white man's world. And so, yes. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I definitely, it is definitely hitting, hitting that a whole 110%. And um and I'm and I'm and it's also inspired me to seek other you know outlets for okay. that as well. Okay. So now l- last couple of questions for you. First question: What do you say to other people that maybe want to <coughs> look for a massive change <laughs> in their own lives? What what is as you've as you've kind of gone through this whole process yourself? What is your advice to those people, young and old? God, 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 let me get my pipe. Ooh, <laughs> corn cob pipe. Um, I would say, you know, the truth is, here's, okay, this is how I'll answer this. What would I tell myself back then? Right. And when I was making, when I was, when I felt like that giraffe, <laughs> the dead eye giraffe. Dead eye giraffe, shout out. <laughs> shout out to dead eye. Hey, um, <laughs> So when I felt like that giraffe, what I would tell myself is like, the only thing that's stopping you from being where you want to be is you not making the moves. Wow. And that's really what it is. Like there's, there wasn't, because if you like, think about it, right? Contextually, now that we have the history, we have hindsight to look at, right? Like that's all that it was, right? Like there's nothing stopping me from pursuing this. I'm here. I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. I've been doing it for 10 years. So the only thing that was stopping was, was my own mentality, was my own limitations that I was putting on myself. And so I, I think what I would tell my, I think, I think what I would tell people is this, if you want to do something, do it mm. and trust, trust yourself, trust that you will be able to deal with whatever comes along with it. Because ah. a lot of times we get fearful of taking those steps because we're like, this, this is just, this isn't like my life. You know, it's like, oh, well, if, what happens if it doesn't work? Right. And then I'm dead and, and you're, you know, you know, having mom as a parent, it's like, if it doesn't work, that means I'm on the street homeless, <laughs> um, begging for, you know, mm-hmm, change and, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't have any teeth, you know, like, <laughs> that's exactly how it goes down. 
So, you know, and that, that's something I had to, you know, and I'm, and I'm still working on this, right? Like, you know, thinking about like my partner and how I was saying earlier, how she swings for the fences, you know, mm-hmm. I learned from her. She's 10, almost 10 years older than me. And I've learned so much from her, right. you know, and her fearlessness. And like, so what I, so I think that's the big thing is like, do it, just fucking do it. And yeah. I know it's like, it literally is just doing it, mm-hmm. but trusting that you can deal with all the shit that's going to come along with it. Cause it's not going to be perfect. You yeah. are going to have challenges, but are you going to let those challenges make you crumble? Or are you going to like rise to the challenge? And the fact of the matter is 99.999% of the time you're going to rise to the challenge. And, mm-hmm. and we all have, we all have, especially once you hit like 25, 28, 30 especially, you have enough life experience to know that the answer to that question. That you right. will rise, you know, because you've done it. You've done it a million times. How many times did things happen that you were like, I remember when I, when I left and I, and I, when I left home and I got that Stafford loan and I was like, well, what happens if I can't pay my, what am I going to do? I'm going to be on, on the street homeless with no teeth, right? And guess what? Right. <laughs> and guess what? I got a job at UPS. You know what right. I mean? Right, 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 you know, right. And, and I figured it out. When I moved to LA, I remember sitting on the corner one day, like bawling my eyes out. Like, why did I do when I was staying in the hostel? And I was like, why did right. I do this to myself? I'm so stupid. You know, I had a, I had yep. a, a, a job. I had a, my family's back there. Everything I know. I had a roof over my head. And here I am hoping I like in sleeping in a hostel. Why did I do this to myself? But guess what? I got, I found the apartment. You know what I mean? Like, and that mm-hmm. it's, it's the same thing for everything. When you have to move, when you have to move to your new apartment, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be homeless. What if I don't find something in time? It always works out. And if it does, you will rot. I think the biggest thing, I, I think the most important thing is to trust your damn self right. and trust yourself to rise to the occasion. Cause you will, you will. <laughs> and, I've, and I've learned to, I've learned to have faith in the unknown now. Wow. And, and it's not even faith in the unknown, it's faith in myself. I, I, I look at myself in a way now that it's like, damn, bitch, you did that. Yep. And you and you're gonna keep doing that. And you know, you know yourself. You know you're not the crumbling type. That's mm-hmm. not you. And you know you're going to figure out a way. Every time a challenge comes, you'll figure out a way. There was this uh article I read, this blog or whatever, and the guy was talking about he was like a hiring manager for some company or whatever, CEO, I don't know. Anyway, so he's like he he runs like the orientations. And he's like, so every orientation, I do this one thing where I give groups, I split them up in groups, and I give them each uh, a piece of string. They're different okay. lengths. Everybody's got different lengths of string. But the goal is they have to accomplish some kind of task with this string. And he says, without a fail, without fail, every time the, the teams that I give the shortest string to come up with the most creative solution. Uh. And so, and what I, and, you know, the message of that was, you know, when you have, when you get hit with the challenge, you get more creative. Mm-hmm. You get, you figure out a creative way to, to uh, attack it and, and doing things like producing trap prop, right? Like when you put part of producing is just putting out fires. That's it. So it's just literally like, oh, we booked this one person. Oh my God. Last minute he can't come. Da, da, da. And it's like, oh God, what are we going to do? But you, you get creative and you figure out a solution. And nine times out of 10, the solution is way better than the original. That you were playing. Wow. Wow. And I've experienced that. And that's, and I've had to say that to Lacey, my partner, because she's more, she's, you know, you know, I'm chill. She's more like anxiety, anxiety ridden. And she'll be like, oh my God, oh my God, so-and-so dropped out last night. We don't have a band. What are we going to do? You know, all this. And I had to, you know, and after time, I was like, Lacey, haven't you noticed the trend? Every time we, something happens, we freak out. Well, you really, you freak out and I just support you. (laughs) Whatever 
the solution is ends up being 10 times better than what we originally were going to do. So like, so that's the lesson is that you will rise to the occasion. And when you are challenged, you have to trust your creativity. And so now, now, instead of feeling like challenges are like roadblocks to me, like, oh my God, that's it. I see them as like, this is a moment for me to get creative. And they see it more of like a, ooh, like a puzzle. How can I, there must be a solution. There is a solution and I'm going to find it. And it's going to, and it's, and it's, it's going to be creative in some way. And, and I'm telling you, it's always so much better. It's always right. so much better. And so that would be what I say to people is, is do the damn thing and trust yourself to rise to, 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 to meet the challenges as they come. Pow, 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 pow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, on some fire. I love it. I love it. All right. So let's wrap this up. Where, next question, where can people find you? Uh, Social media. Yes, this is my favorite part. Okay, so... (laughs) Here's where you can find me. You can find me on my Instagram at Priscilla Davies Actor. Uh, that's my okay. Instagram, that's my IG. Uh, that's really the only place I'm at. <laughs> now that I think about it. Uh, wait, where else can you find me? No Facebook. Oh yeah, you can find me. On I'm Facebook. only. You can find me on Facebook, but I don't really like use that for acting stuff. But uh, okay. you can find me on Facebook, Priscilla Davies. If you want to fight me about uh, Trump, oh, that, <laughs> you want to fight politics, come to Facebook. Um, you can also follow my, my, my improv team at okay. two live crew to the number at two live crew improv that's on Instagram as well. And, uh, ironically, right. you know, I don't know if I told you, but you know, I'm, um, I have a podcast pilot that I'm shopping around right now. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, me and Lacey, Talk yeah, to me. Lacey and I, uh, we, we put together a little podcast pilot um, because she actually was doing, she's, I don't know if you're familiar with any podcast companies. Um, no, I, I, the only one I really ever listened to was the Joe Rogan podcast, which I've been listening to for like 10 years. Oh, wow. And I think he, uh, yeah, I mean, he's it's so funny. He's, uh, you know him, he's like a fear factor guy. He yeah, also, but like, he's like woke com- as fuck, dude. He's like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God. A lot of the stuff that I've done in my life, not a lot, but a lot of some of the things that he's commented on or spoken about in the past, like um, flotation devices. Like yeah. he has one in his house and he does that. I found 10 years ago, I found uh places in the New York city where you could go and do flotation. And I did that a few times. There's so many things that, uh, he put me on to, um, just, he's always been like at the forefront for, for such an interesting guy. Like he, you know, he's a comedian first and foremost, and then he commentates on fights for the UFC. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, he does podcasts. He has Joe Rogan.net, which is an old website from like 15 years. And they've got, he's got a huge forum on there and stuff. So yeah, that's the one guy that oh. I basically listened to. Besides, it was like him and audiobooks is all I basically oh. listened to. Oh, the well, there's time. like, there's um, companies, like the one, this one company, How Stuff Works, they produce a lot of pilots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I've okay, heard them okay, too. <laughs> yeah. So she, so uh, they basically like, she mentioned, she was over there doing some stuff. Lacey was doing some stuff at How Stuff Works. And so she mentioned to them that like, yeah, I have a comedy partner. Da, da, da. They like loved her. And so Lacey always holds me down and she'll always be like, oh yeah, I have a partner, da, 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 we do stuff. And so they were like, oh yeah, do you have, um, 
do you have like a pilot or anything? And this is one of the things, this is one of the things I learned from Lacey that I love about her, but this is what you can do when you have parents who care about you. Um, <laughs> she, she was like, yeah, we got a pilot. Yeah, we didn't have no damn pilot. Uh... And so, so then she like, of course, then that turned to her scrambling to me like, hey, we got to shoot a pilot real quick. You we know? need to put it in a pilot, we're, yeah. We'll do this pilot real quick. This is the same thing with my, the written pilot that I was talking about. Like we have, it's crazy. Like it's a running joke between us that like, our pilot was like the most like hottest thing like you know that everybody wanted in LA because we have told everybody and their mother about this pilot but we didn't like <laughs> not in, like not even one page like <laughs> literally but it's the hottest thing we finally finished it though um but so we recorded this pilot specifically for them and so um we sent it to them and then um we sent it to, uh to some other thing I can't remember the name of it so we're shopping that around, but we're also tweaking the idea right now. So we're figuring okay. that out. But yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. This was well, great. this was amazing. We Thank you so much. So, so this. great. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> People say they're like, man, you need to make these things like 15 minutes or half an hour. I'm like, listen, do you know how long it takes to schedule? A person to talk to a person by the yeah. time it, it's like three weeks four weeks by the time i sit with them i'm not going to be like all right we have 15 minutes let's make this happen so these no, things are going to be the next you can, the next one's going to be seven hours just so everybody knows no you may i mean you make you can edit it down if you wanted to but i mean honestly yeah, not, this one was just full of good stuff so exactly right? <laughs> but, honestly Exactly. Well, my sister Priscilla Rosine Davies, I love Wait, you very well, much. I oh, sorry, Priscilla Cecile. Priscilla, Priscilla Cecile. I just want to all Cecile. of America who's listening to this. Oh, here we go. My own blood in my. Oh, you actually? Win. I can hear that you moved the mic to your mouth. It's <laughs> I did. Not, I not did. clear now. <laughs> it's clear for the first time. <laughs> in case anybody was wondering, what in my doesn't even know my middle <laughs> name. <laughs> well, we we just found out on a cruise this year that my my sisters do not know how to pronounce my first okay, name, so I think that's we're even. Not my fault. That's wrote me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to pronounce May. Okay, Melanie. <laughs> and on that note, it's late. I'm sweating. The AC's not on. Thank you very much. I love you so much. We're gonna do this again yes, soon. Yes, I love you too. You have I'm a good so night. Excited. All right. Bye, bye, viewers. We'll talk soon. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Bye. -bye.